All right, here we go, boys and girls. It's time for the Robert Scott Bell Show, live from Mom's Place. That's right, still in Atlanta after the Next Steps Conference, and it was amazing. Just had a delicious lunch, thanks to you-know-who. No, you don't, Tia. She just she should be asleep. And there's Mom right behind me. We're having a great time here already, and we've got our, uh, well, a new good friend, Uva, from Germany, working with Vera Sharav. And uh, you're going to hear about what he's doing as well as uh, con- uh, translating the Turtles All the Way Down book into German. Uh, that's going to be very important. Also, Dr. Jack Wolfson, the paleocardiologist, joins us an hour or two from Arizona, somewhere there. We're going to be there next week with Jonathan Emore doing some health freedom events. And if you know anybody in the um, Phoenix, Arizona area or anywhere they can get there, we've got that coming up as well. So uh, stick around. Lots of healing to go. Surprise guest as, as well. One surprise guest to start off. You don't know. It's not mom. She's already in the shot. Uh, you'll see for, uh, you know, in just a moment. But thank you all for being here. Share the show. Go to robertscabell.com slash listen. That's where the chat room is. And we'll get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, The Robert Scott Bell Show. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? There you go, Woody Harrelson on there. And uh, let me unmute you there. Uh, Tia Severino is with me. Uh, I I can see if I can squeeze this over. You can kind of see her uh, at mom's house. What's your reaction to that? Woody just (laughs) saying it like it is, a script that could not be written. Well, I mean, um, I've been saying for quite a while that if you put this into a movie script that it would it would no one would buy it. But you know what? There's they they do predictive programming all the time. And um, there's been several movies that have had this kind of crazy like storyline. I don't know if you seen the uh, the series Utopia. Mm-hmm. No, I oh, you, I've heard about it, though. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the guy, the the villain at the end, they've got him t- wrapped up in duct tape and he's talking about the, the vaccine that they had was going to sterilize people. That it was good for humanity to just to end the, the constant, you know, yeah. conveyor belt of babies. So what imitates what art, life, life, art? I mean, like, where does well, it begin? I think we got some evil people that are running the world. There's that, some that nasties out there. This yeah. stuff for a long time. And they yeah. think that they rule by consent. And so they tell us what they're doing through the mm-hmm. media, through the movies, through the TV shows, through the music. Yeah. And they think that if we don't rebel, because they've told us and we, we don't rebel, that they have permission. And they're trying to trash Woody, but it's not working. Woody well, Harrelson you know, Woody's like, great. I yeah. mean, I think that one of the, the great things that we have right now is we have some incredible uh, comedians that are coming out and they're. They're getting the truth out there through com- through comedy, like mm-hmm. J.P. Sears, for yeah. example. I mean, his stuff is just hilarious, and but it makes you think. And there's there's others that are doing a great job like also, that, too. Five Times August, who played at the oh Next Steps conference. He was that great. Was amazing. That was amazing. So yeah. I, I'm going to talk more about this with Super Don as well, but I just wanted to 
have you in and say, hey, Tia is still alive, (laughs) considering all that she did was, and on top of it, she made an organic, I don't know how, it was vegan, it was uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, birthday cake on the 23rd. With my blueberry preserves that I made last year. Absolutely. It was out of delicious. We celebrated seven birthdays at Next Steps. I know. That was amazing. And everybody leaving was asking, when's the next one? When's the next? Now, you know you're right. doing something good. When, yes, when, when they want you, more. You haven't even packed. You haven't even gotten home and unpacked. And they're like, when's the next they're like, one? like, dude, give me a chance to nap. But uh, Tia was so kind. She came over to mom's, brought us uh, some lunch from Sprouts, all organic stuff. Some of the stuff she's pickled up with some spicy stuff. Veggies yeah, with, with peppers fermented. that I grew and cucumbers great. and green beans that I grew. And then I was ch- chomping on some organic dark chocolate orange stuff uh, as well. She brought uh, some of that Theo stuff. That was nice. It was supposed to go on the cake. Yeah. But, but hey, it I, worked well for me after after lunch. So made a nice dessert. And yeah. I wanted to say we had absolutely no attention from Antifa this time. Yeah. How did that happen? They just kind of give they, up. They, they must have seen my security detail yeah, on the website and said, yeah. no, We're I'm not, not messing around with these people. Yeah, that- last year with like 24, 48 hours more to, less to spare, she had to change the, the venue. And it was ended up being great. But good Lord, I'm glad that didn't happen this <laughs> so time. I'm so glad. And it was yeah. such a beautiful, if you've never been to Lanier Islands and Beaver, Georgia, we had a great you should time. really go yeah. because it's gorgeous and the people there are amazing. They loved what we were doing, the freedom, the freedom theme of everything. So you guys, we're gonna, there's going to be some more Next Steps things coming up this year. I'm going to do some field trips, some smaller like one day events. We'll let everybody know. You just let and, me know. Yeah. And so it's just going to be, you know, we'll just keep building on this. We're building the Parallel Society. So many people came together and made connections that, you know, you couldn't have done from your living room. So. Uh, when we start talking about next steps again, you guys all have to get on board and get get going. Let's, Join us. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna we're gonna change the world. Focused on actually doing something differently, and that's important. We can't do the same thing and expect different results. That's, that's right. insane, right? That's right. And so, Tia, and great Einstein job. Einstein said we cannot solve the problems that, of the world using the same mindset that we created them in. So we have to same, stretch yeah. ourselves. We have to really kind of go outside of our comfort zone. Um, and do things we've never done before. Yep. But that's how you grow. That's so it. I'm going to let you go. Yay, Tia. Enjoy your show. You guys, everybody tuning in, enjoy the Robert Scott Bell Show. Um, and thank you so much to Mama Mickey for right. inviting me into your home. I'm going to You guys off. are going to go out dancing. We now. are going to go. I've already told, she said, I need, I need to have a dancing partner. And I said, I'm your dancing partner. We'll go, we'll go do some ballroom dancing. And yeah. Swing and shout and, out to Babri, who was with us at the Next Steps Conference for bringing that. Uh, Foley and PX to my mom, yes. and, and that's been a difference maker for her within a yes. couple of weeks being on it. And she's and out I got to get in touch with you, Babry, because you were trying to give me some product, and I was too busy to grab it. So we'll get that from you. We'll okay. get you, Babry. Get Look me out. on some Foley and PX. All right. All right. Love you. Thank you. Love everybody out there. We'll Thanks, see you Tia. soon. Bye. All right. You got a lot more to do, but I, I was amazed to see Tia today. Not only that, but bringing us lunch and uh, just having a just a nice celebration post next steps conference so super don i I know we got our guest all the way from germany we're going to be bringing in momentarily children's health defense relationship and everything but i i found it fascinating that the uh you can put those headphones on if you want to listen mom but i I found it fascinating that uh you know a major or any hollywood celebrity at all could say it and despite all the so-called backlash and pushback from the mainstream media can you believe what he said I just don't think that they're able to cancel people as easily as they once did over this issue because it is that obvious what happened at this point. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't land uh, the, the the criticism uh, like maybe it would have if this has happened a couple of years ago. 
Uh, they didn't try and Aaron Rodgers him or anything, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? So you can't make Woody look ridiculous. He's 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 beloved by the political left, uh, although he's more libertarian than leftist per se. And as he right. said, I think in that monologue, he says, you know, he believes that everybody should own guns. So he's what red, as he said, but he wishes they were squirt guns. So he's blue. Right. And, and so he made a purple. Yeah. OK, funny. It's like, all right, here's a guy who's like not trying to be polar opposite of, of anybody and what, whatever they believe. And and yet, how do they cancel him? How do they how do they make it look like he's crazy? I, I don't think other? they can at this point, Robert. What was the, I mean, when was the last time that when was the last time you saw someone get canceled mm-hmm. for saying something like he said? Yeah. It was it was running rampant couple of years ago it was crazy everybody was getting canceled and, and, and banned and demonetized and all this stuff like that lately doesn't seem to be happening anymore yeah and i think I, it's because yeah, more and more people either agree or there's more and more evidence coming out showing that the stuff that we were getting banned for two years ago ended up yeah. being true hey we still got no apologies from spotify we're still not on spotify we're or youtube not, or youtube or right now linkedin i don't know what their problem is but for yeah. the most part we're going out to a, mu- a number of places, including, believe it or not, Facebook and uh, Twitter and, uh, and and other uh, our Rumble and stuff. So uh, we want to you know welcome all of you new viewers and listeners. If you met us for the first time at the Next Steps Conference, we had a great time. Again, that was fun to see Tia there. Uh, she did just a tremendous job of putting that thing together with everybody that joined. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I think the the ability to just cancel people based on what they call a crazy uh, script, so to speak. But as Woody points out, from being in Hollywood, you write a script like that, they'd laugh it out and go, that's just ridiculous. No one would believe it. And yet that's what we witnessed exactly as he described it. And they yeah. call it an anti-vaccine screed. Well, whatever, dude. I think even the anti-vaxxer label is is not does not have the power it once did to, it to cause people to be afraid of it, right? Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't because they kept changing the definition. Do you remember anti-vaxxer used to be anybody who's against vaccines? Then it became anybody who's against uh, any vaccines, anybody who's against mandates for vaccines. So literally, I mean, it, it, half the country became anti-vaxxers overnight with just, you know, a couple of, teams, couple of words. Before we move on, I just I just did because, you know, you were talking about the event that just happened this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I got an email from our uh, longtime uh, loyal listener, Meredith, who said that yeah. she finally got to meet you, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she was there with her son, Noah. Yes. And, and yeah. uh, she, she sent a, a couple of pictures I just wanted to share here. Oh, uh, dude. There's, there's one with you. Yeah, Noah is he's a bright light, that kid. I just enjoyed thoroughly meeting him. He was such a cool kid, just like, can we get a picture together? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. His family is amazing. Yeah. And then there's a picture of him there with, uh, with Brad, uh, Brad from, from five times. Yeah. Five times August. Yeah. yeah. No, what a great kid. And, what and a great also kid. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw this picture in here as well. This, you got to tell me what, what is the story behind this picture here? Now, this is awesome. Um, this is, uh, the, the, the nurses out loud slash nurse freedom network. You see Kimberly Overton in the uh, bottom middle and then up above her to the left in the back is Nurse Michelle. And there's Ashley Grog, our friend. And there's my new friend, uh, Shelly, who's in the bottom right-hand corner. I mean, these are awesome nurses. And uh, they're all nurses in this picture. And they're just just ecstatic because they plugged into the Sovereign Silver, the Sovereign Copper, and the Argentin 23 as nurses. And, you know, I in my Next Steps presentation, 
you know, I wanted to give them an ability to utilize uh, silver and copper. And, and I even talked cardio miracle for vascular health, but uh, I wanted to help them understand that they don't have to resort to antibiotics so easily, if at all, as I, you know, my example is my kids now 23 and 17 and a half, never once have they had an antibiotic. And, and I'm not saying it's hundred percent because of the silver, but it's a huge part of that. And yet, even if they know about it, they don't know how to use it. And I'm not saying these nurses, but almost anybody out there, how do you navigate it so you don't, oh, I took it once and it didn't work. I ran to get an antibiotic again. I'm tired of this chemo for everything mentality. Even if you don't want it, you get a frightened and you go there. So I had an opportunity to, to give some insight into that. And they were so excited to have the wonderful gifts from our friends at Natural Immunogenics. All right. Very cool. Very cool. And by the way, this morning, I, I did go to the nine round locally, and uh, I, I'm, I'm in the lead for the chow on the, on the <laughs> catered pork. Uh, oh, um, stop it. So, yeah, oh, stop it. I had to say it. So, anyway. Yeah. All right. It looks like you and mom are ready to fly an airplane. Yeah, mom's ready. She's the co-pilot. She's trying to get in. It's like... Hey, mom, it's my show. It's not your. I'm trying to steal my show. Hey, you're you're in mom's house. I'm in mom's house. That's right. Whatever she wants. Her house, her rules. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. Usually with parents. I your yeah. mic. Just if you have something pithy to say, if you even know what that means, you let me know, and then we'll we'll, we'll bring it. <laughs> wow, you're gonna get you're gonna get smacked there by I, mom. I deserve it. We're having a good time though. It's just you know what's the funniest thing. <laughs> if those of you don't know, mom's 89. 89. Look at her. She's 89 and she's getting ready to go out dancing again with Tia and having fun. And, uh, but she lacks some, some uh, ability to deal with the, the technological world, which is understandable, right? You know, when she interacts with Facebook, whether she likes the social media, she likes to share pictures and things. And she does things like only my wife. By the way, speaking of Facebook, I just want to say, Mickey, I, it's, it happened again this weekend for me. What's yeah. that? My, my kids mm -hmm. love you. Oh. Because you always you love you you're always commenting on their pictures of the kids and and you know you're saying happy birthday to people and I'm so, and it's like all of my kids and my family all know who you are because originally originally when it first happened they were like um, dad who, who is, is this lady Mickey, <laughs> is, is, is that is that like related to Robert Scott Bell and I'm like yeah that's Robert's mom they're like oh. She is like so nice and is always commenting on their stuff. And you're like that. So I just wanted to let you know that. So they, here I they am, appreciate you. Here I am trying to give grief to my mom for not being able to do stuff. Yet she's doing amazing things. So I, <laughs> Abs I, I, Absolutely. It's just funny because, you know, like I said, even my wife can't do a lot of the technological stuff. It just frustrates her. And we, you and I, Super D, we didn't grow up with this. That's Gen X. It's yeah. a transition for us. Right. But we were there for the birth of it, right? So sure, we, we've yeah. we've learned it as we've, we, we, we are right. one of the few generations, I think there yeah. might be one other near us, mm -hmm. that was part of the analog time yes. and mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, learned the, the digital and the, yeah. you know, so yeah. anyway. So as much as I give her some crap over this, yeah. it's like, really, it's just fun because it's amazing that she's on and able to do this anyway. This right. is her book, A Life of Many Colors, uh, my our journey, my, her journey from Israel to America. My autobiography. Her autobiography. So those of you who hadn't gotten it, it's on Amazon. You can get the Kindle version, too. Yeah. yeah. So right. uh, with that, so let's go to Germany right now. Uva Alschner, is it, am I saying that right, Uva? Absolutely. That's Yay. Welcome. Uva. correct. Say hi to mom. Guten Tag. Hi. Hi. Pleased to meet you. 
Very pleased to meet you. Yeah, and, My pleasure. and in her heyday, she speaks five languages, including German, but that, that would leave me out of the mix. So <laughs> you guys will do more English than German today. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad to have you on board. I know that you, you're doing some great work with Children's Health Defense over there. You've connected and you've got quite a history. We were talking before going to air about your history and politics in Germany, the fact that you've actually you know, been at the highest levels of government, visited 10 Downing Street, been to the White House that, over your career into politics but that's you know then into what you said about 2004 transitioned at that point that's when i left working inside politics and uh then i changed to working in consultancy yeah and then of course you've worked uh, you said national association of hospitals was that in germany yes that's a national Hospi uh, association of municipal hospitals so okay. every big town has a, a hospital which is uh, run by by the municipality Mm -hmm. And the association, uh, national association, which was um, uh, was what I managed uh, in the political uh, arena. Yeah. And so when you talk about hospitals in Germany or as we say, Deutschland, uh, you, you were talking about a, a government system, single payer, socialized medicine for the most part. Then there probably is options. Is there private hospital options that are outside of that uh, circuit? Actually, this changed um, already 30 years ago, where the, until then it was completely non-profit. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, um, so only doctors who were running their own small petite um, hospital um, where they operated basically and had some patients, they were, they were allowed to, to work for profit uh, as doctors. But as doctors, they also had to have the pa patient's best interest in mind. Uh, mm -hmm. And then suddenly it became open to, um, well, um, uh, to capital um, uh, investors. Um, uh, and this changed the game completely. We had to push for um, pay for performance, um, as they say, which, of course, is just an introduction of um, those, um, uh, those mm -hmm. uh, ICD, um, uh, how do you say, um, case um, 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 uh, flat rates um, payment. Yeah. And, and this changed the um, hospital system completely. So the high-risk patients were left to the uh, non-profit um, um, municipal hospitals, which run a deficit and, and the very um, um, uh, lucrative stuff like, you know, getting new hips, new knees, or right. even a heart um, um, operation. That was done by private hospitals. So it was called a, a sort of raisin picking. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, this was just a prelude to what we're seeing now, where is the complete commercialization of health and big data coming in, uh, which no one uh, foresaw, at least uh, very few people foresaw, me included. I didn't foresee it as such. But of course, this is a very, very dangerous time now, also in this respect. Uva, you know, it's an interesting and, and difficult topic, not for me to discuss and discuss with you. But, you know, when we talk about what's the best way forward, knowing that uh, the extremes of you know what we call socialism, single payer, has it's a disaster. As well as what we talk about, if you can call it pure capitalism, it's not anymore. It's it's crony. It's there's so much government infusion. It's not real, just free market stuff. But even in that context of the free market, which I'm a fan of, I think in freedom we do better than in controlled centralized bureaucracies. Uh, there's a, there's almost an an, an inherent um, conflict of interest within medicine, because you only make money when people are sick, when you can manage their diseases. So the profit modem is, is to manage the diseases that, in fact, I argue many of the allopaths, whether they intend to or not, or whether they know it or not, are creating 
the very diseases with the drugs that they used to treat and suppress everything. At the same time, uh, if there's a way forward without government intervention, would there be a way, you know, in, in freedom that people could pool money together outside of government interference to say, hey, you know what, uh, we're not for profit per se, but the doctors still got to eat, right? They still got to care for their families. And this is something I don't hear a lot of discussion on in terms of the polar extremes of socialism and so-called free market capitalism when it comes to healthcare because of the inherent conflicts of interest. And I know I'm, I'm just throwing out a lot of ideas there, but I'm sure you've thought about some of this. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's essential to have this um, discussion uh, about how we organize healthcare, but also how we organize our, our society as a whole. And um, we have to, I think we have to just acknowledge that at the moment, uh, or at least for the past, what is it, 60, 70, 80, uh, maybe even 100 years, uh, beginning with the, uh, with the formation of the Federal Reserve in the, in the United States, we have seen what uh, Woody Harrison has been talking about, cartels forming. And this has, of course, changed the game completely. There, um, we have uh, uh, we have also um, f- free market um, societies, free market um, business being hijacked by those cartels. So all the 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 big trade um, um, uh, treaties, which were um, you know, NAFTA and and, and CETA and and uh, 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 TTIP and all this stuff, which is of course nothing about um, free trade. It's about corporate power. Um, uh, and the society is being brainwashed. This also has taken over in the healthcare business. Libertarianism is something which Germans don't know nothing about, me included. It has been something which I've been discovering only lately, which is, of course, very, very sensible when you look at it. So the state should leave me alone as much as possible, should leave business alone as much as possible, and then we may have a chance to to organize ourselves with common sense. But the way it is at the moment is that that huge um, capital interests are involved in 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 you know bending the rules and and uh, uh, and and uh, how do you say rigging the game yeah 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 is so i i wasn't aware of the history well I, yeah I, I shouldn't say i'm not aware of it but i don't know in terms of political movements in germany uh from socialism or some semblance of freedom to what you call libertarianism and and again that's a fascinating journey for those that have never encountered it uh and it's it's based on volunteerism you know, that that we are free to volunteer into relationships or volunteer out of them as opposed to being coerced and deceived and forced and, you know, frightened into it and all of that. Uh, but in, as I said, in medicine, uh, the, the inherent conflicts of interest are problematic in terms of what I believe, uh, you know, in libertarianism as well. In fact, uh, we just uh, put out a film in Utah called Utah Safe and Effective. Uh, it was about all the people that were injured, not all of them, but a lot of people were injured by the, the so-called vaccines, the COVID variety. And, and toward the end, it you know not only hit the conflicts of interest in science and medicine, uh, but in media and medicine and politics and medicine, all of that. And I would call for a separation of medicine and state and have, in fact, for many, many years, uh, like when Ron Paul called for a separation of you know uh, various things in state, including the Federal Reserve, right? The elimination of that uh, corrupt uh, money-making um, organization by private bankers pretending to be part of the government. Yeah. Uh, but if we look at... Uh, the inherent, as I said, I keep saying this today and I'm planting the seed for everybody to think about this because maybe somebody's got ideas I haven't even considered yet. You've got an inherent conflict of interest in much of medicine because they profit only when you're sick. They profit off of managing sickness and they profit off of inducing sickness via the vaccines and the childhood schedule, et cetera. 
Now, as a homeopath, uh, you know, my interest is in, in getting people well, and I don't want people to keep coming back to me because that means I failed. <laughs> or it could be that the people are not following the instructions to say, you know what, it'd be better if you ate organic, non-GMO food, care for your body, exercise. You wouldn't need me. You wouldn't need a, a, a holistic or any doctor for that matter, except in extreme unusual circumstances like an accident, and, and you have to be put together, and that's where allopathic medicine can indeed shine. Uh, but we've got a lot culturally, even in America, that is not there yet in terms of understanding personal responsibility and health. And they look to the medical or doctor class or even holistic medicine as a saving or savior, in a sense, from their own lack of knowledge on how to live and eat and care for their own health. Right. I mean, this this even has been part of um, Vera Sharaf's documentary, uh, Never Again is Now Global, where uh, I think it is part two, uh, Dr. Zelenko gives a recap of, of the evolving uh, um, medical system as we have it today, which is, of course, highly, highly complicated, fraught with conflicts of interest uh, of many kinds, uh, but it has evolved. And, and originally, I'm not sure whether this is actually true, but it would make sense. There would have been a situation where a, a, a tribe or a society, a village would have paid their doctor, their their health um, sage uh, to keep everyone um, healthy. Yeah. So they yeah. paid them when everyone was fine. And, and if everyone was not fine, they, he was not going to be paid anymore. Right. So he would have problems. This 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 makes a lot of sense, even though it may it's sound a bit motivation. romantic. Yeah. I, and I've, yeah, I've read about that in ancient villages around the country, around the world, in fact, where that is part of the process. When, and, you know, the thing is about the healers of any village, they were always well cared for. They were very respected and appreciated. But right now we have a, kind of an elite ruling class. They operate like kings and queens or demigods, if you will, uh, in terms of the medical community. And uh, they've enjoyed that privilege. Yet those that have woken up from uh, pharmaceutical induced slumber, for instance, in COVID, to speak out against the COVID jabs or the remdesivir, et cetera, and to work more holistically or integratively, found out the limitations of their freedom within a system that set them up, you know, as exalted ones through licensure. And they found out that they could be uh, destroyed and their freedom that they thought they had was not really there because they could remove or revoke their licenses for bad behavior, right? Even though we would consider it probably better behavior than that they were doing before. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Absolutely um, distressing. And uh, we have a lot to to think about uh, once this is over. But it isn't over, as we see with uh, what's going on at the WHO level and, and stuff, where they're talking about, you know, shifting um, decision-making competences uh, even more away from, from people on the ground. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I'd like to get it closer and closer to home. And when we do that, uh, we, we tend to be more engaged with uh, what is, a, let's, I'd say, a cause and effect relationship, which we've been removed from via the centralization of you know, medicine and so-called healthcare. Uh, so these are the discussions that were happening at this Next Steps conference we were just at, and I would encourage that any of the conferences that go on, we must have, a, I think, philosophical discussions that are often lacking about the systems that are that have existed and are existing today on all of the, the extremes, whether they call call them political relationships to belief systems, but what way forward? You know, I found the ways forward that worked for me and my family to where I'm not relying on drugs except in extreme, if, if any, situations, 
right? Like a surgical intervention versus, uh, you know, many that, as I said, the, the, the nearest insight that, that it might be an infection, they run to the doctor and get a chemical drug, a toxic poison that then worsens the original problem and gives them 10 others and guarantees the profitability of that system that is so corrupt. It doesn't want any competition from homeopathy and herbalism and, you know, vitalistic views of the body, chiropractic, naturopathy, et cetera. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, we are talking with Uva Alschner, and uh, he's in Germany. Right, You're in Germany right now. It's nighttime, isn't it? It is, yes. Uh, it is about uh, half past uh, nine, six hours, oh, I well, think, thank from you Eastern. for joining us in the evening. Uh, we got a lot more to do. By the way, if you don't know, we've got links up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Superdon can show uh, some of those links to uh, Uva and what he's doing also with Children's Health Defense. And he's also worked with Vera Sharav on Never Again is Now Global. He's also uh, translating uh, Turtles All the Way Down, that phenomenal book, into German. So here it is, Never Again is Now Global. And you can see he's helping out with Vera. And she's just tremendous. We've had her on a few times already. Uh, the parallels between the run-up to what was called the Holocaust, uh, the, the Third Reich, uh, in Germany in the earlier part of the 20th century to mid-20th century uh, is eerily similar. But many people would dismiss that as hyperbole or exaggeration. And even when you were approached, Uva, as a, you know, someone who was born and raised, I believe, your whole life in Germany, uh, yes. probably looked at, at, at Vera and said, wait, wait, what are you talking about? That's a little ridiculous to say the things that are happening under the COVID guidelines around the world have any parallel to the rise of Nazi Germany. So tell me what you discovered in working with her that sh showed those parallels are real. Yeah, it has been it has been a, um, a journey of revelations um, for me. So I'd considered myself a very um, educated um, historian, even so I have got a PhD in history, and uh, uh, therefore when I interviewed Vera in the uh, spring of 2021, uh, after the initial protest in Israel, so I reached out um, and I uh, I got hooked up to Vera and interviewed her about the whole situation. She said something which. It really shocked me at the time. She said, this could be the beginning of the Fourth Reich. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I mean, we were, we were taught to, um, to, as Germans in particular, um, to, um, to live up to our responsibility, um, to let this never happen again, but also to uh, not make, um, you know, comparisons which, which uh, may, may be inappropriate, right? Um, however, um, I knew who I was talking to, uh, at the moment, sorry, I, I lost my earplug. Uh, I knew how I, who I was talking to at the moment, and that was, of course, a Holocaust survivor herself. Therefore, I, I instantly recognized, wait a minute, this is something, um, this lady will have well thought about what she was going to say about parallels she saw. And then I started to research myself. I came across um, the President's Commission report of 1979. So in 1979, uh, 1978, in fact, Jimmy Carter, um, he set up a commission um, uh, to uh, give him or give um, America uh, a guidance on uh, appropriate Holocaust remembrance. And, and this commission came back with a report on September 27th of uh, 1979. It was chaired by Elie Wiesel, who was, of course, considered the voice of the survivors. He was later to become Nobel laureate for his uh, work um, in, in terms of remembrance and the Holocaust and learning lessons. And in this report, 
it is something which I hadn't seen before, I hadn't heard about before. This report really lays out um, what uh, remembrance should be, why it should be um, done, and, and what it uh, should entail. It is not just looking back into the past. It is uh, into uh, yes into the past. It is also looking ahead because it was clear right from the beginning. Even Primo Levi, one of the uh, survivors of Auschwitz, he said right in the 1940s, I believe, he said it happened once, it can happen again. Right. So therefore, it is something which we must um, beware. We must um, never forget, and we must make sure that something as uh, homophobic as as uh, as evil as as this, which happened in the German name, but it happened by a group of people who were completely um, conceited about uh, whatever they, they thought about themselves. The fact of the matter is, which I then discovered, is that this is something which has not been um, uh, you know, constricted to Germans. It was not something which originated in German as such. Yes, the Nazi party did, but the Nazi party got funded by prominent uh, investors from abroad, also from the United States, from Britain. Right, so there was yeah. close cooperation. And this is something which uh, needs to be understood also when we were thinking about what is happening today, because there are continuities and Libera Shraf, Holocaust survivors, they are entitled to make institutional screams whenever they see some danger uh, imminent. And, and then society is, um, is called to debate this, to take it seriously and not to shrug it off as, you know, um, those, those persons do easily, not want yeah. to notice. Without, without scrutinizing it, exactly. Uh, and I don't mind discussion, debate, and Vera, I'm sure, doesn't either. Of course, when it comes to shouting down and dismissing without engaging in even a, a, a minor or limited exploration as to why she's saying what she's saying, as you said, she's got credibility that not everybody has coming from her history and background. And it's quite miraculous that she's alive today based on her story. You know, we've covered here as well. Uh, how how has this translated to, uh, let's say, uh, in Germany in particular, uh, a, 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 an open discussion, or is it suppressed? Is it is it not allowed to be discussed even in the media? Right. And so at the moment we see, uh, I've just written about it, it is a, uh, an instrumentalization of anti-Semitism. So even we had a chairman of an Israelite community, so a Jewish community in the city of Bamberg, which is Franconia, it's Bavaria. And he said on the 9th of November 2022, so last year, remembrance of Kristallnacht, he said also that there had been grave infringements of civil rights um, during the COVID policies. And it caused um, a, a scandal in that much, in, in so much that this gentleman was attacked for his inappropriateness of speech. Oh. However, on January 27th of 2020, so before COVID um, became a big deal, there was the 75th anniversary of Auschwitz. There was in Auschwitz a speech given by Marian Turski. He is uh, also a Holocaust survivor. And he talked about how Auschwitz had not fallen from the sky. It had evolved gradually with small infringements of civil liberties. And uh, he said, we must not be indifferent. We, uh, we must uh, um, uh, step up and, and, and fight for minorities whose rights are being infringed. And that's exactly what happened during COVID. Yes, we don't have gas chambers. And of course, I as a German need to be particularly careful in making comparisons which are not appropriate. But how However, again, this is 
many um, uh, Holocaust survivors who are saying it's not just Vera. There is uh, Henny Fischler. There is uh, Sarah Gross. There is um, Kathy Eggett. And there is now even Irene. It's a 95-year-old lady who unfortunately did not, uh, we did not find her in time to get um, her also appear in the film. But um, we have connected to her. She is 95 years old. In, in 21, she gave a speech in Toronto, which was also very, very, um, um, well, controversial to many because she also said there are comparisons. Something is happening which happened before and we should watch out for this can get on a very, very dangerous slope. And, and so we are, we are going to also have Irene have her voice heard. As I said, she's 95 years old. It's a very, very um, eloquent lady. Of course, she's frail. Um, uh, due to her age, but she's very, very uh, up to um, speed in, in terms of um, understanding what is going on and speaking about it. Mm. And, you know, it's it's easy to dismiss when you say uh, anything about Holocaust or, you know, the Nazi uh, regime, etc. cetera, uh, if you just look at the end phase and stages and ignore that there was a run-up, as you said, uh, you know, a decade or more, in fact, uh, things that led to it. And, and, and that's the discussion that rarely is happening because as long as we're disconnected from cause and effect in history, we don't know how something happened. We just think it was a random act and it'll never happen again because it was just a, an accident, a happenstance, rather than knowing the factors that led to it, both, you know, domestically in Germany and all of the international players that facilitated it as well, going back even to the end of World War I. And the Treaty of Versailles. And, and there's so much of that history that is not discussed because uh, that would mean we'd actually have a roadmap, a path to stop it from happening, as opposed to pretending it just happened and who knows why. And that you are silly for even saying it might be happening again. That just would never happen again. Those are the kind of things why Never Again is now Global is such a, an important docu-series. And I'm grateful, uh, Uva, that you were able to work on it with Vera and you're continuing to do work with her. And also, this book, Turtles All the Way Down, what can you share with our audience that may not know about this book, much less its translation into Germany, uh, that it, it, it may be such an important work as well on the history of, of the vaccination campaign and what it is versus what people have been taught to believe it is? Right. So, so we've, we've discussed before going on the show um, about uh, the whole issue of vaccination and anti-vaxxers and this becoming also um, a, a name um, to, to, to slander people, which is, of course, not true. Most anti-vaxxers have been pro-vaxxers, which have made... Um, have we... Go ahead, getting a message? No, yeah. you're good. All right. Sorry. So um, most anti-vaxxers have been pro-vaxxers, which have had some form of, um, uh, of side effect afterwards, either the, themselves or their children. So, so this is something where one needs to understand that what the establishment, so the official uh, narrative of, of CDC, FDA in Germany, it's the Robert Koch Institute and, and the Paul Ehrlich Institute, what they are saying is um, they are trying to make us believe that everything is safe and effective. Turtles All the Way Down is a book which has been written in 2019, so pre-COVID. It has been written in Hebrew. It was originally published in Israel, and it was published anonymously. So the, the authors chose to not give their names. Why did they 
um, uh, chose this because, of course, everyone who, who tackles this issue uh, on a on a sound and and, and fact based um, uh, level is immediately attacked. Uh, so therefore, they they have been um, uh, they've remained anonymous. However, this doesn't really matter. You should just look at what the book is uh, is laying out, and it's laying out uh, not that I speak Hebrew, but I speak English, and in twenty um, twenty two, so last year, it was translated in, into English. Um, so I'm now translating the English into German. And when you read this, um, it, you you find that there is 1,200 references given. And it's the book is uh, based only on the official um, sources such as, um, you know, uh, um, uh, reg registration uh, studies, um, uh, all the paperwork which, which went into uh, the licensing um, and the most senior um, um, academic literature, for example, Stanley Plotkin's um, textbook, Vaccines, is, is frequently uh, quoted. And from this, you understand that um, there hasn't been a, a safety study um, done on any of those childhood vaccines, of which there are all, um, many now. I think it's 16 different vaccines and, and 72 shots, which um, young um, kids, uh, children, young adults have to take until they're 18 in, in the United States. And it's almost the same number um, anywhere else in the, in the Western world. And none of those have been tested against a proper placebo. When there have been studies um, uh, saying that placebos were used, it has been something, either a predating vaccine has been used or another vaccine has been used, which also had bioactive substances in them. And, and so, of course, it is very hard to tell whether or not something which is observed um, is, is, um, uh, is, is due to the vaccine when uh, the placebo also has um, mm -hmm. side effects. And so the number is just not a difference between the numbers, but it is raised. So therefore, you can only check this when you use a proper inert salient um, 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 uh, right. With those placebo. And that has never been done. Uh, Uva, tell me if I'm too strong in saying this is just a feeling I have. I'm embarrassed for doctors and scientists who didn't know this for decade after decade after decade. Whereas the homeopaths, the herbalists, the naturopaths have been pointing this out. The chiropractors have been pointing this out and they have been relegated to what they call quack or second class status. And even today, those, those doctors that are finally figuring out that they were lied to are looked at as the experts to get us out of this mess. And I think, have we learned nothing? Their system is so corrupt that they are coming our direction, but they don't know the things I know as a homeopath. And I'm not speaking of me, you know, in, in, in the just unique sense. I mean, anybody that's been trained more holistically, integratively or um, with a vital vitalistic view as opposed to a materialistic reductionist view of the body and the immune system. We have fallen prey to, a, you know, a collectivist reductionist view of the world. And the beauty and majesty of creation where uh, we have a God-centered, however per people perceive that, but an energy-centered universe has been relegated, again, to crazy, you know, not something that could be substantiated or substantial at all. Yet the essence of life itself is an energetic, uh, you know, starting point. And that what follows, of course, is the material world as opposed to only the material world, no spirit involved. And so that abandonment has led us astray. Over many, I, you could say centuries, but certainly decades since the demon spawn of IG Farben broke up and took over the world pharmaceutically. Uh, you know, so we're dealing with something that didn't just happen overnight any more than the Nazi rise happened overnight. But all of the things that precipitated it. Now, the question is, are we going to fall prey to the doctors that didn't know that now claim to know are the ones that are going to get us out of the mess? Or do we go back to Einstein's quotes? 
you know, the same consciousness for, with which the disaster is created, we can't undo that. And there's so much residue that I almost think of it as a mental handicap they're training. They have to really break free of programming. Right. And, and I think this is one reason why uh, Vera Sharaf's documentary is so important, because it, it helps to break this paradigm. We have been raised for the past 80, 90 years in, uh, in the paradigm of science being truth and science being, you know, a monolithic, uh, um, unequivocal, right? And this is something which, of course, is not true. Science has always been debate and doubt. So you have a theory, you have uh, something which you can um, test, and then uh, it, it will be challenged um, to be um, confirmed. And, and therefore, this is something which implies constant debate. And, and the, ma uh, the main progress has been uh, achieved by people who have been questioning the um, dogma which prevailed until then. And, and this has been always a fight of the establishment to fend off those radical rebels. This has always been the, uh, the case. Yeah. Now, um, it, has, it has been tied to, to profit. You know, um, as, as I said, Dr. Zelenko lays it out. It has been praetorium-based um, pharmaceuticals, um, uh, which were introduced for profit reasons to, to get the most out of the petrol um, uh, and, and, and use it uh, for, um, at best, you know... Well, um, enough uh, to burn it for fuel. We've got to turn it into everything through organic chemistry that we can then sell under patent protection for extraordinary profits. And, you know, this is not me saying I uh, am opposed to people profiting from their ingenuity and other things, but it's in a monopoly. And, and exactly. in a monopoly, of course, you, you get devastating re results, except for those that are in the monopoly system. Outside of exactly. that, the people can't afford what, what they're delivering because you don't have to reduce prices. Innovation is limited except to promote the monopoly. And so all the things that homeopaths and naturopaths and herbalists and all that we know to do to pre prevent disease, much less recover from it, are squashed because there's no profit in it for them in the monopoly. Right. So but let me let me say one, one thing. In, in the beginning of the 20th century, and we know this from a report which has been heard and um, presented to Congress in the 1950s, um, the, in the 19... Um, in the first decade of the 1900s, there have been those tax-exempt tax foundations which have been sitting together discussing how to change society as to how they think society should be changed. And they came up with two um, big uh, spheres um, of, of um, social engineering. One is education and one is war. Those two have been identified even at the beginning of the um, 20th century. So pre-World War I. Um, and, and let's leave war aside for the moment, but education, education system has been, we have a completely, um, uh, how do you say, hierarchical educational system, which uh, one size fits all, um, where critical thinking is completely um, marginalized, which yeah. leads to the fact that those who get the best grades um, are able to go to med, uh, to med school because that's okay. also prestigious yeah. and, and earns money. Yeah. But those who go on um, and become naturopath, homeopath, or whatever, those are independent thinkers who don't care so much about status or about money. They are intrinsically motivated. Many doctors are also intrinsically motivated, so I'm not making a black and white comparison. We have the system, and the system is hierarchical. Um, the the, the uh, 
the, what is being taught at university, at med school, is also filtered through this um, uh, filter of, uh, uh, of what is allowed um, to be known as truth or what is allowed, um, what is helping people. This is completely different. Yeah, Uva, you, you know your history, and I appreciate that so much. We don't have many uh, examples of discussions like this out there in the media, and I hope more happen in what we call the new media, and I know it is growing in that regard. But the exploration, the philosophy of all of this, plus the history, the real history of how it happened, and you said the takeover of the education system and also you know the warfare-making machinery uh, is something that shapes society in a way that does not embrace independent thought, critical thinking. In fact, they've come up with a whole slew of names to, you know, derogatory references to people who are independent thinkers. Chief among them is the conspiracy theorist term. Uh, he, but he brings up the, you know, the fact that there might be a causal link between these people doing this and planning this. It's like everything technically is a conspiracy, but then it became ne a negative connotation to reference those things that, you know, people work together in secret to, for achieve goals. Now, not all conspiracies are evil and nefarious, but there are plenty that are hidden yet not hidden because so much of you talked about the things that were planned were available for people if they dug below the surface, but that took critical thinking to, to not accept what they were being told and say, well, no, let me, let me go back and look at the history. Let's see this. It was said by this guy and this, and this happened in this meeting. And you start going, oh my gosh, they've telegraphed it all. It's not an accident. All of these things were planned, yet it's too much for the average folks out there to consider because how many of us think of, you know, we're going to wake up and how do we change a hundred years into the future? You know, what do we, what can we do to alter society? Like, no, we're just trying to live day to day. And get by, much less, you know, have a little bit of enjoyment. And they, they really take advantage of the average folks that I include myself in that, that are not interested in taking over the world, you know, and, and yet we couldn't conceive that others would have such nefarious schemes because we wouldn't. And that is also something that is used to take advantage of us because the average person doesn't think if I would never do it, no one else would either. And that's a bit naive if they... Well, if they don't know history, it's not because you just assume it. Once you know history, you realize, my gosh, there's always been attempts to do this. And now they have the technology to implement it much more rapidly than ever before. Exactly. And, and this is the game changer. And we need to understand that this um, mindset of people wanting to dominate others and wanting even to, to get their best uh, interest um, first before anyone else, this has always been there. And we have had a period of 60, 80 years of uh, peace and democracy uh, in the Western world. We've ma had many worlds, uh, wars and, and, and conflict uh, in the so-called third world or, or whatever. Uh, now it's, it's, it's catching up with us in, in, the, in the Western world, in the U.S., with all those um, coincidences of, of, uh, of disasters at one time, having disasters at a place where um, um, a film was screened to the same uh, content just a couple of years before and, and all this stuff. So this is something, it's an indicator that we are now at a time where uh, there's two things coming together, I think, and that's, first of all, the business model of those who have been running the show, the elites, uh, the, the, the big uh, investors, this um, business model, which was on uh, built on, on on growth, perpetual growth, is coming to um, uh, a heat um, which cannot continue uh, indefinitely. And the mm -hmm. second is, of course, uh, the issue um, that uh, people are waking up, and and therefore they need to uh, come up with technical solutions to to hurt us in and to to put us, as Vera says, into digital concentration camps, which it yeah. will be. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we allow it and I, if we I allow it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I shall not participate in that here in the United States. I know that people have uh, the ability to self-determine and, and not everybody has the basis and freedom that our country has in its founding documents, which are quite unique on the planet. But I also know that we have not lived up to those high ideals. Uh, we've gotten lazy. Uh, things got easy. And in that time, you know, we've gotten weak and now we're being challenged again. And that that will ultimately strengthen us or destroy us. Uh, I'm, I'm all for the strengthening part of this. So, Uwe, as, as we uh, uh, wrap up the interview, first time you were on, I think, have you been, you haven't been on the show, or have you? Because my memory no, is I haven't like, been on the show. Have, yeah, okay, thank goodness. I didn't screw up on that. <laughs> but I appreciate you so much for coming on and being willing to talk again the way you did philosophically and historically. And uh, if you have anything you want to share briefly as you as wrap up here, what, uh, you know, kind of call to, calls to action with all that you're doing for my audience around the world. Right. So if, if I may, I would like to, to give a shout out to our new Substack, which has been created to also promote Never Again is Now Global. So it's neveragainisnowglobal.substack.com. It's a brand new one. It's a couple of articles on this. It's going to grow. It's going to to highlight uh, this uh, this issue um, from all different angles. And uh, it is something, as I said, we, we need to understand that that paradigms shift and uh, that it is possible um, that people uh, would do something which they hadn't thought they hadn't been able to doing a couple of decades um, prior. Now it may be possible. So therefore, just to go about it with a um, middle of the road um, uh, approach and say, no one would do this. This is not um, um, responsible. We need to really uh, stand up for our rights and, and, and uh, con also consider the, the parallels. Uwe, are you going to be in any uh, event, publicly speaking, uh, that we should let people know about, whether in Germany or elsewhere? No, uh, at the moment I, I'm busy with doing the translation work and 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 getting also uh, the the book. Uh, so we're going to, to to have a book for Never Again Is No Global um, to to get this out. Uh, um, and therefore, I have a very limited um, uh, commitment to um, the last one, which I had was the 75 years of Nuremberg. Um, code um, anniversary last August, where also Vershaw spoke in Nuremberg. Yeah. Well, Uwe, God bless you for all that you're doing. So glad to connect with you. You're welcome here anytime you got an announcement because what you're doing is as important as anything I've ever covered. And I'm appreciative of your help here in communicating these, oh gosh, va vastly under discussed scenarios so we can make some headway that uh, is very po positive and truly empowering and not deceptive in any way. So thank you. Thank you very much for all you do, Robert. All right, Uwe, we'll, we'll talk again. And I look forward to seeing you in Germany or wherever you'll end up being. But he's so busy. I am appreciative that he took, was able to take the time this hour to be with us uh, to broadcast that message around the world. Check him out. Links up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, robertscottbell.com. And, uh, you know, there's some great, great folks that are out there around the world doing extraordinary work. And, uh I'm just honored that we can e even bring some of those folks here. I know there's way more than I could ever cover, but I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to do that. All right, Super D, I got to um, thank you, Uva, and you can hang out as long as you want, but I got I to gotta talk about this uh, particular thing. I know how busy he is, but um, the CDC has issued an alert about a drug-resistant stomach bug, and uh, I'm not disputing that, that this is happening. So it's like I, I, just because the CDC is wrong about most things doesn't mean there isn't actually something that's going around. Uh, in this case, this drug resistant stomach bug, they call it Shigella 
that is completely resistant to all forms of antibiotic treatment. Now, I've got some good news about this, but I want to let Super Don chime in because he remembers um, he remembers uh, having Shigella many years ago. Don't we get Shigella. That, that, that's yeah. that's my my uh, my my input. Yeah. Don't don't get it. I had I had that once. Uh, I don't even know how I got it. Uh, and it's not, not even a little bit pleasant. It's not super common. Yeah. Um, people who do international mm-hmm. travel, especially south of the border, it's a little more common. And I was hanging out with some people, and I think that's probably how I ended up getting it. But uh, it was the most sick I had ever been. Yeah. Uh, until until I got what you, what you know what uh, a couple of years ago. What did you get? COVID. Yeah. Um, I know. Whatever. Just, Some people don't like I to call remember, it. I know, but sick as I remember you being, and and you know you had the the, the breathing difficulties we talked about, and um, yeah. this was not ever something we disputed the reality of the ailments and the illnesses and as they manifested symptomatically, but right. the controversies associated with cause you know are always up for discussion and debate here. You know. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but yes, you had the Shigella and we were early on in our career. You were with TRN at the time we were syndicated on that network yep. and uh, you were knocked out for a few days and you never miss work. You were always, you know, right. there no matter what. It was like brutal. So uh, what I want to share, and we're almost out of time here, I know, Super D, um, is that silver is completely able and capable of neutralizing Shigella, even the drug resistant forms of Shigella. Yes. Without a doubt, but you have to have the bioactive form and that we recommend Argent 23 in such circumstances. Uh, Sovereign Silver in many cases can still help, uh, but we can talk about that uh, with Dr. Jack Wilson. He also knows uh, one of the rare physicians that has all of that integrity and more. Oh, thanks, mom. Need some more water and uh, is willing and able and and capable of sharing clinical uh, experience as well as the science that we talk about here as the paleocardiologist joins us in hour two. Uh, Dr. Jack Wilson, we've got a lot to do, and we're going to be joined by brightian.com right about now. Hey, welcome, everybody. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on second hour of our Monday broadcast, simulcasting through brightian.tv. And if you missed the first hour, good Lord, you missed a lot. So uh, check it out. We are at robertscottbell.com slash listen. There's the live chat room and the various ways we can go out to the world. But we certainly appreciate you sharing the show on brightian.tv as well. This hour, we've got my good my good buddy, Dr. Jack Wolfson. He's known as a paleocardiologist. Uh, we're going to be uh, connecting, um, thanks to him, in fact, supporting our friend Jonathan E. Mord in his run for the United States Senate in Virginia. There's a health freedom event, too, in fact, that are going on next week, uh, the 6th and the 7th of March. We'll tell you about those and how Dr. Jack is also supportive of those. And, and I've got another event, in fact, in Phoenix, Arizona on the 5th, I believe is Sunday, that just got announced this week. And so even Superdon might not know about it. We'll have to check on that as well. So if you want health, freedom, and healing liberty, you're in the right place. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show, where the power to heal is yours. If you like health, freedom, and healing, liberty, you're in the right place at my mom's house. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta following the Next Steps Conference. Uh, we had Tia Severino drop in re- briefly. She brought us some lunch today. It was really nice, beautiful, all organic spread, and it was a, a great way to start the broadcast day, Super Don, after my workout this morning at the local nine round where uh, I got to 
you know, brag again, humble brag that I'm in the lead for the challenge of the week at another gym. And I want to shout out and thanks to my friends at Cardio Miracle Sustain Nitric Oxide Production. I'm producing oxygen and uh, delivering it with ease as I go through. And, the uh, yeah, it's a golf clap. I see that. At least mom's proud of me right behind me drinking her <laughs> water or tea. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Robert Scapell. Yeah. So today was an interesting one. You drop down into a half burpee. You come up, you stay in a squat, and you double uppercut into the, the, the teardrop bag, that giant teardrop drop bag. And I did 64 of those in three minutes. You guys try that. Stay in the squat. Never leave the squat other than when you go down for the half burpee push-up thing. Uh, so uh, it was good. But, uh, again, I, I love – you know I love pushing the physical body. I don't know to its limits. I'm not an ultra marathon or anything like that. But the, the ability, to, you know, just to be able to do stuff at my age, and I say at my age, which is not old compared to I'm sitting next to my mom here at 89, right? <laughs> like at my age. I can't say uh, yeah. that with you here. Um, no, you can't. But then again, you know, when you tell people, you know, I, I, you can do, well, I did 57 burpees in under three and a half minutes on my 57th birthday. It even surprised me. But it's not that I just rolled out of bed and did it for the first time ever. It's like consistency, using your body. And that's like you when you were dancing you all the time. Up, yeah. How strong you were able to get, Mom. Right. And, you know, during the, the last three years, again, we have no idea ultimately what there's a lot of mystery surrounding whatever manifested what you, you had suffered with. And nickel allergy. Nickel allergy. But what brought it out, again, COVID-related yeah. stuff, whatever. The reality is it knocked you for a loop and you weren't able to do all the things you love to do. Yes. And as you, you know, you continue to do the good things that I send you and other things. It was just to shout out again to our friend Babri, who you got to hang out with yes. this past week. Uh -huh. Nice man from yes. originally Tbilisi, Georgia, not Atlanta, Georgia. No. And then Israel. And then Israel. And then came to America with this Chernobyl level antioxidant that can bind right. heavy metals and radiation components. And you now are better than I remember you in the last three years because there were times yes. where it was honestly it was touch and go. Your life force was, was drifting, yeah. it, you know, your late 80s. And to see you back here at this level and getting ready to go out dancing with Tia. Yes, it was lovely. What does that say about the capacity for healing at any age? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So ne never give up. Never give up. That's right. <laughs> so, Super D, anything to add mm -hmm. from all one or what we're chatting with with mom as uh, she she can always slap me down if I get too uh, big for my <laughs> Good show today. Great <laughs> internet. It's your mom's, by the way. Yeah, yeah. she's got good internet here today. I, yeah. I say we've been having This is like, yeah. I awesome. think you should just stay there and we'll just do the show yeah, from there for now. I'll keep him here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, By I, the way, uh, if anybody's having trouble with Brideon.tv right now, apparently they're down. Oh, no. Are they? Yeah. Oh. All right. Brideon.tv well, is down right now, so I'll oh. keep monitoring that. But. Okay. Well, hopefully all y'all everywhere else are, are able to pick it up, and that's fine. Indeed. Yeah. In fact, even Don, Don Rogers, our friend yeah. Don Rogers, mm -hmm. uh, uh, she wanted to let you know that you keep bragging about the chow challenge she says all you have to do is shovel every day into the monster snow that she's got over there yeah. no gym required well i was thinking about that yeah. as i was you're saying stay here i'm like no 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 i got to get back and shovel some snow uh you know i've been missing that uh, in fact my wife and kids have been shoveling a lot of snow since i've been gone and uh but the thing is my wife nancy shoveling snow she could not right. do that for years so uh, she credits a lot when she started using the energy bits, the chlorella, the clean chlorella and the, uh, the spirulina that alone mm -hmm. was just significant for her. Uh, so I, I don't argue with her. She knows what she's doing and she puts something new in. It's like, suddenly she's got energy coming out her ears, which she hadn't had in a long time. And, 
uh, out there shoveling too. So again, the things we bring to your attention, I do so to help you. And, uh, you know, you might resonate with one thing more than another, but I want to give you options. And uh, as we start the, uh, this hour, it's a bizarre story, and we'll bring Jack Wilson in in just a moment, Dr. Jack, uh, about this. But the, the lab leak theory is not so much a theory so much anymore. <laughs> but apparently the Department of Energy of all places is going, yeah, uh, looks like uh, it's plausible. <laughs> there's something that leaked from Wuhan. Now, uh, there's even as we say that, there's much more to the story than just a leak from Wuhan. Believe me, there's so much going on. Uh, that we couldn't encompass it, even though I'm on the air two hours a day, six days a week when I'm not traveling. Uh, there's so much more to this, but it's still a weird thing. Why would the Department of Energy comment on this at all, Super Don? Well, I asked the same question. It turns out that the Department of Energy, and let me get to the part here where, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, now you've got not only the Department of Energy, but the FBI, apparently. Is not that we're big fans of the FBI. There's yeah. been some funny business going on there, too. But uh, FBI also said that uh, the, they, they believe that it was a lab leak. Uh, but the Department of Energy apparently uh, has some kind of oversight over uh, labs and stuff across the country. Mm -hmm. And so they, they, they've got, you know, and they're, they're, they've, well, they're big on the science, I guess. So anyway, wow. I don't have the exact thing here. I should have highlighted it, but. That's all right. That's all right. They've so. they've got it's in their lane, so it is something that they could comment on uh, intelligently. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to cover these stories. I mean, they're they're not the end all stories. That that when some more and more acknowledge at least some of the aspects of, of uh, the devastation and the purposeful, not accidental devastation that occurred. I believe uh, it goes back even to the United States, as we've talked about Fauci and other gain of function type study research weaponization of, of so-called viral proteins and, um, and, and, you know, we'll look at the bio labs in Ukraine and other areas around the country, around the world. In fact, uh, it's never as clean as, uh, we're good and they're bad or, or all, you know, all, all or none in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to mature beyond that a little bit, but that doesn't mean I'm not uh, a proud American in the sense that the high ideals of America and, and doing it according to the constitution and the basis of the declaration of independence are not worthwhile in uh, reclaiming and, and, and proclaiming, if you will, as the best uh, form of government in recorded history. But if we do not restrain and constrain the people in government, the government itself, uh, by and bind them down, as uh, Jefferson, Franklin, others have said, uh, founders, uh, with the, the change of the Constitution, uh, then, you know, we, just because we're America and Americans doesn't mean we won't descend into tyranny. And I think that is, again, it's time to grow up and see yeah. that our government is not to be trusted any more than any government is, and our founders knew it. So, Super D, uh, can we bring uh, Dr. Jack Wilson into the discussion here at this point? Hey, Dr. Jack! Great to see you, uh, RSB, and uh, so lovely to see your mom. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, Likewise. Great to you see you. 80, 89 years young. I love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. <laughs> you guys might have met at one of the Truth About Cancers uh, some years ago. That's what I'm. my memory of it was, but... Anyway, it's it's great to see you, and I'm really thrilled that I'm going to get to hang out with you and Heather and the family and so many cool people in Arizona uh, starting so this coming Sunday and then Monday and Tuesday there are events scheduled, and I know that you're at least involved in one of them in supporting our good friend Jonathan Emord. And just as a brief backstory, Dr. Jack Wilson, if you don't know, he's known as the paleocardiologist, board certified in cardiology. He's been a friend of mine for years, and I just love getting together. We can talk shop. We can talk medicine. We can talk freedom and, poly and all that just like 
you know, he's like one of your best friends. You can just hang out and have a great time with. But also you have a great passion. Although as much as I'd like to think I'm a warrior and you're a warrior, we pale compared to your wife. I'm just saying she is something else when it comes to the many issues, including the vaccine issue. And I just bow down and respect her. I say, Heather, yeah, take over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I mean, she certainly is. I mean, I guess, you know, what really uh, constrains her, uh, if you will, and uh, listen, you know, you're a parent, your mother's a parent, I'm a parent. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, again, it's really my wife kind of running the household uh, Mm -hmm. because if she was unleashed, uh, on her own. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and listen, obviously you do tremendous work and you and Super Don getting all the all the uh, words out there and, and the information out there. And listen, producing two hours a day, six days a week is not easy. So obviously you are a road warrior. But that being said, yeah, Heather is always on the stump. She's always on mission. She's always about getting the truth out there. And it's about the children. It's about animals. It's mm-hmm. about the environment. Uh, and, and it is about just the welfare of people in general. So uh, thank you for the kind words about about her. And, you yeah. know, you can mention that, you know, you were talking about the Wuhan leak and stuff like that. And it really just goes it circles back with with Jonathan Emord. And it's, and it's just it's just a freedom issue. Why can't we have these discussions? Why are we being censored from the beginning if we wanted to say, hey, this is from a lab leak, it's quite obvious, or there's something else besides, you know, said virus. Why can we not have these conversations? And the reality is, is that we can and we need to. And as these quote unquote theories start to come true, it really highlights the fact that we need to have those discussions more than ever and the freedom to do so. Yeah, I found that, you know, the things that we can't say specifically, or the, the people we can't criticize without getting, you know, censored or somehow denigrated are the, the very things we need to discuss and the very folks we need to, you know, shine a light on. Uh, that should be obvious to everyone at this point. And although it's become more obvious as we, we played the clip from Woody Harrelson on Saturday Night Live uh, from this weekend where he actually said, hey, there was this crazy script I was given and I read it. It was like, you know, uh, the pharmaceutical industry had this drug wanted everybody to take, but would lock you down until you took it and took more of it and more of it. And then he said, I threw that script away. It was just too ridiculous. It would never happen. And, and of course, they're trying to claim now he's an anti-vaxxer and a conspiracy theorist, but it's it's not it's not landing the way those accusations did in the past because it is that obvious. Well, I think that, uh, you know, you, you wonder how it sees the light of day, though. Like, I, I, I don't understand live TV perfectly, but... Uh, the fact that that comment from Woody Harrelson e- even made it out there on NBC, I think, is really shocking. So uh, obviously it calls into question, how does something like that even get through the editors, uh, you know, on on NBC? And maybe, you know, Super Don can comment on that. How did that even get out there? And then you start to look at it from another angle. Was it put out there on purpose, right? Is this part of the controlled opposition that my wife speaks about so often? Like, was this commentary released? Was Woody Harrelson, he's an actor, is he put up to do this? Is there some kind of ulterior motive or agenda on on why that would be put out there? Again, by the people who want to control both sides of the story. And uh, you bring up an important point and, and it becomes difficult because um, you know, it's, it's either all planned or it's no, not planned at all. And, you know, with what I know of Woody Harrelson, and I've not met him personally, but I know people over the years that know him personally. Uh, and he appears to be a man of great integrity. He's been very, I'd say a real environmentalist, not a global warming alarmist, but someone who really cares because he eats clean food. 
Uh, he advocates, you know, uh, for freedom, more libertarian oriented than so-called liberal and or whatever you want to call a conservative today. Uh, but there is some elements of this, Jack, that I would say there are people on the inside now that are, they they can't contain the narrative or they kind of secretly are going, I want this to get out. I can't officially say it, but I'm real. you know, there's a lot of people that you and I both know they're afraid to speak up, but yes, they're very sympathetic to all the things we talk about, but they're, we could call them cowards, you know, and that may or may not be true, maybe true, but it's not helpful. But the reality is those people exist yet. They're trying in their own way to go. I'm going to push this out a little bit, see if we can get it. And also because it's so obvious to not cover, it becomes ridiculous as well. And, and, you know, whatever shred of credibility they have left is gone. Yeah. I love the fact that obviously a lot of people were talking about the Woody Harrelson story. And I certainly am, I'm an optimist. Uh, mm -hmm. And I hope that again, it is uh, just, a, you know, kind of one of the first of many people who've come forward on this, whether it's professional athletes, you know, I love the story of the tennis player, Novak Djokovic, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that whole just I, I mean, just a heartwarming story of what of how that all went down or basketball players. Uh, and you know, back to Woody Harrelson again. Listen, he uh, he was part of the whole Hunger Games series. And once you read that mm -hmm. script and you film that thing and you start seeing about how uh, about how, uh, you know, fiction uh, can become re reality and predictive programming. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's it, you, you look at a script like that and you think about the world becoming Hunger Games and you realize it may not be far from that if we continue on that course. So, again, yeah, whatever the motive, kudos to Woody Harrelson for, you know, for standing up. Yeah, but you're right. Most of these scripts coming out of Hollywood are, are kind of like uh, instruction manuals, <laughs> you know, as you find out for the future. Well, it's like, you know, like the movie The Matrix, you know, when you, when, you know, you know, you're awoke when you um, or you're awake when you. Uh, realized that the Matrix was actually a documentary, and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a fictional sci-fi, you know, movie. That it was. It was a reality film, and, and it's a reality. Exactly. Story. Now, uh, Dr. Jack Wolfson, we're going to get into some of these upcoming events in Arizona next week. But I do want to talk to you about. I, I wasn't able to attend. I think I was speaking at another event, and you were. I think at A4M was it? You did actually a lecture to physicians on copper uh, with my friends at Natural Immunogenics as well. And uh, you know, very few people are talking still to to this degree to to any degree about it. In fact, many people that talk about it in medicine are saying, be careful with copper. It can be toxic. I'm like, I know toxicology as a homeopath. I'm like, dude, you're afraid of the wrong thing. Uh, so talk to me about what you know as a cardiologist and the role of copper playing not only in vascular health, but energy and so much. And I know you're very well versed in this as well. Yeah, you know, copper, you know, is, is certainly very interesting in the sense that the medical training that we typically get is very, very, very brief regarding copper as a mineral and as a nutrient and where it plays into the normal uh, physiology and abnormal pathophysiology of the body. And then we recognize, again, the typical diagnosis of copper overload or Wilson's disease, which is, is frankly very uncommon. And we really, but even therefore, we just don't understand or don't utilize the benefits of, of copper. So really kind of diving through the literature again after discussing this really with you and the people at Natural Immunogenics and talking about copper as a nutrient deficiency and how important it is, uh, you know, regarding its interplay with iron, its use as an antioxidant inside you know, superoxide dismutase, beautiful information about that. The fact that it's part of the electron transport chain and energy production, uh, water production inside of a cell, and then ultimately how it's part of the, it's a cofactor of the enzyme lysyl oxidase, which helps to essentially make strong arteries. 
uh, and, and other tissues. But as a cardiologist, my interest certainly is on the fact that it, it strengthens arteries and, and the, therefore making sure that people get the best copper available and most utilizable in their diet. And again, so many are deficient that so many vitamins are crafted, so many multi-mineral and multivitamin products are, are crafted to exclude copper because of concerns about it as like iron like, is, is it would be pro-oxidative, but actually it's a fantastic nutrient. And, uh, you know, to us, listen, I am the paleocardiologist, as you mentioned a couple of times, I'm a huge uh, uh, hunter-gatherer uh, uh, advocate, uh, just like our ancestors did for millions of years. We eat free range grass fed meats, nose to tail, we eat wild seafood, uh, and then uh, we eat yeah, organic food you know, from, from the plant world. And along those lines, the best source of copper is going to come from animal flesh. It's going to or, come yeah, from organ meats, animals. liver. Jack, when you're out there lecturing, I, and I always ask this question too, when I talk about copper, I said, how many of you, and I say, raise your hand if you eat liver once a week. You know, and there might be a few hands, all right, twice or more. And it just diminishes from there. And yet, let me ask mom, um, did you grow up eating liver? Do you yes. remember that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, again, the, the generations before us, it was a common, normal part of the, yeah. the diet, right? Yeah, chicken liver is delicious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, of course, that's a dietary, yeah. minerally rich dietary yeah. ingredient that, for whatever reason, we sh shifted away from, including copper, which is critical. Right. Uh, but as I talk about the copper thing, um, very few people understand the diminishment of copper available in the soils, in the food that's grown on the soils, and the animals that eat that or the plant. We All of these things have been diminishing. Copper, of all the minerals I've looked at, maybe is the worst in terms of diminishment, like close to 80% in the time it's been uh, analyzed. So we are starting at a deficit, and you know that uh, many physicians, integrative physicians, were very high on zinc and vitamin C during the COVID years and didn't understand the whole food form of those things that would also contain copper. Both of those would, because there's a, a, an interrelationship. And without that, you diminish those copper stores even more. And so it becomes, I don't mean it's the only mineral on the planet, of course not, but it's become a very severe deficiency that can fairly easily be corrected. And we can see tremendous benefits for people that suddenly bring this back into their diet. I see here on the, in the commentary about this, uh, Don, uh, Suchin Roger, Rogers, who says yeah. my uh, high school served liver in the lunch. I can't even imagine if somebody wow. tried to put that on my plate when I was in high school. I would run uh, out to Burger King and McDonald's uh, as the case as I was when I was 16 or 17. Don, sure. was that in Wisconsin? Were you in high school in Wisconsin? You have to chime in on that because I, I never had that growing up in high school. Uh, they didn't give us liver. Heck no. Buddy. Don, no? You kidding me? <laughs> there wouldn't have been a single kid in the lunchroom on that day. <laughs> you know, I want to I want to tell the story, you know, real quick. my grandmother, may she rest in peace. You know, when she was age 70, uh, she was told by her doctors to quit smoking. Mm -hmm. So so she quit smoking. She lived on another 14 years. But that woman, again, she all she lived on was coffee, mm -hmm. coffee, cake, gumdrops and smoking cigarettes. That's all I saw her ever consume, except mm -hmm. for she ate Braunschweiger. She ate the Oscar Mayer, whatever brand it was, you know, liver, you know, German liver sausage. And mm -hmm. that could be the only reason why that woman would have lived until she was 84. She never had a vegetable. I mean, again, the, the whole concept I love, and I'm sure your mom loves this too, that mm -hmm. there's coffee and then they invented the, the unique coffee cake that goes with the coffee. Hilarious. 
Yes. Yeah. Pump up the, uh, you know, in, insulin activity until you're exhausted. Uh, farm country, Don says, yeah, if you grew up on a farm, you know that I didn't. I was a city slicker. I didn't know where food came from. I read about it in books and otherwise it was the grocer's freezer. So I had a deficit to overcome in my young life. And that's why, you know, I'm grateful and I try to be a living example by, you know, teaching people by example uh, to see what is possible in terms of health and healing as you so-called age uh, less than or more than gracefully. Uh, in terms of the things I can do at 57 that I couldn't do in my uh, late 20s and early 30s. Uh, and, you know, Jack, you are an active family. You got your kids out there in the wilderness doing awesome stuff that I, I don't know if I can keep up with. But these are the kind of things that were natural to being human generations ago. And now we have to do extraordinary efforts just to be able to go out and use our bodies <laughs> in a way that almost mimics what we used to do throughout history of humanity. And I think, too, you know, it's like, you know, people can, you know, point to the plant world for sources of copper, but it's just it's just totally different. And when you eat animal products, they are 100 percent bioavailable. Uh, when you eat animal when you eat plant based products, sources of copper, again, the, the plant has all of those features, those, you know, phytic acids and those other anti-nutrients that are there to prevent the absorption of copper. And as you mentioned, when people are slugging down all this uh, excess zinc, they become copper deficient. We do laboratory testing on people and we see a lot of low levels of copper. We see abnormal ratios. You know, the zinc to copper ratio is totally out of whack. So it's a great opportunity to bring copper back into the system. And, uh, you know, again, when you talk about the people from natural immunogenics and their sovereign mm -hmm. copper, there's really no harm. There's no downside to doing it. It's just a fantastic bioavailable supplement okay. from, the, you know, from the best manufacturer in the world. So good yes. stuff. Stand by. We're going to be back in just a moment. We've got our friends at brighteon.tv rejoined us uh, from being down. So uh, you're listening to or watching the Robert Scabell Show, robertscabell.com slash listen. Dr. Jack Wilson is my guest this hour. We'll be right back. Okay. Technically, we're still going on, but Brighteon takes a break at this point, and we can talk to our folks watching and listening on all the other platforms. Mom made us liver and onions too, Sandy says. Now I use Pluck daily. I don't know what Pluck is. So Pluck is a real, real, real good guy, a real good company. Uh, the owner is uh, James Barry. He's out of Oregon. Mm -hmm. He is uh, totally red-pilled like the, the rest of us. Uh, his products are great. So what they do, he does uh, uh, spices, uh, different mm -hmm. organic spices, and then he mixes the liver into it. So you can put it on top of salads and soups. Oh. And just another, another way to sneak it in creatively yeah. to that those people. Normal who would be less uh, less than excited about eating those foods. And listen, I talk to people all day long, and I, we got people who are like, I'd rather die than eat liver or heart or kidney. And I'm like, well, well right. you're going to die if you yeah. don't. But then the fact that people can swallow some of these uh, uh, high-quality capsules and yes. organ supplements I think is really good as well. Yeah, no, that gives you an option so that, you you know, if, if you're having aversion to that, but bring it into the system and your body will thank you for it. As I said, these minerals are necessary. They're critical for life. And uh, look, even if you're eating organically, as I do and have done for you know over 30 years now, uh, it, the deficiencies in the soil are real because of chemical farming practices, much less the mass pushing the yields, even in organic agriculture. If you don't know how to regenerate the soil, there are going to be things that you just need to focus on and bring back into your system. And uh, we got about 45 seconds or so before uh, we're rejoined by Brady. And I'm going to ask you about um, the uh, a very specific vascular uh, uh, question, right? In, in your wheelhouse, of course, regarding what we're discussing now. Um, that's coming up soon. Uh, a lot Con of people using uh, Pluck. Good to see you, Sandy. What's yeah. up? So we got uh, Conchetta 
Newman saying, I use pluck on my cut up avocados and add a touch of olive oil. Very good. Well, this is good. I didn't know about this, Jack. So I'm this sure is- that's delicious. Uh, yeah, RSB, I'll hook you up with uh, with Jim Berry. Uh, you'll like him a lot. He was yeah. at uh, Dave Asprey's event. I saw him over there. Good, good, good. Father of two, very concerned. Hates living in Oregon, but mm-hmm. that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Super Don's there in, in southwestern, well, I say southwest, but southern Oregon, a rural area where it's not as it's not kooky and wacky like Portland, for instance, and Eugene, uh, where they're still connected to some semblance of common. Well, Sandy's giving me props on Kickstart. Thanks, Sandy. All right. Here we go. Jack Wolfson is back. Uh, Dr. Jack is a paleocardiologist. Of course, he wrote the book on it. And uh, he and his wife and kids are amazing. They're good friends of me and the show. And, and uh, we appreciate loving them a lot. And we're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming event shortly uh, in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona and why we're getting together for health freedom and why we believe Jonathan Emord is like the most incredible candidate ever. Not that we're all into politics, but when someone of that great character uh, is willing to go into it, uh, I want you to know about it. I'd love you to support him no matter where you are, because having him in the United States Senate will be extraordinary as he extols the virtue of liberty and limited government via the Constitution. And uh, you can go to emord4va.com, emord, E-M-O-R-D, 4-F-O-R-V-A for virginia.com. And wherever you are, you can support him in in the United States. And uh, we've got, again, a couple of upcoming events uh, here in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale uh, this week. In fact, Super Don, do you have that one event that was just added that'll be on Sunday? I think it's at, what was the name of that restaurant? It's an organic place there in Phoenix. Um, the, The Giving Tree or something? Oh, there it is. Yeah. And this is my good friend, Doug, uh, who's putting this together, Giving Tree Cafe in Phoenix, Arizona, Sunday, March 5th at 5 p.m. The Power to Heal is yours. And we're going to have a kind of open discussion on health freedom and whatever else you guys want to Q&A on. Uh, I don't know if, Jack, if you what you got going on on that Sunday, but uh, I'll do that before your event on uh, Monday and, and maybe even Tuesday. And we can get into that uh, momentarily. But anytime you can get an organic group together that believes in freedom and health freedom i I don't mind speaking to them at all jack you there sorry my friend um yeah no i was just actually i was looking at my schedule uh it looks like i land in phoenix at like 10 to 5 so i'll see if i can uh get a car you know from there and come over to the giving tree so All right. Well, if not, no worries. I understand what it's like to get back in town. You know, you need to get home too. So no worries. We're gonna we're gonna get to hang out and see each other. Of course, uh, more than that. Uh, you know, I had a I had a question about the cardiovascular system, and then I lost it. I'm like, I hope it comes back between now and the end of the show, because uh, it's fun to you know get validation uh, from you and your schooling and training. Because you you know you also see beyond the dogma and the belief system that is wrong in much of cardiology, including. The idea that cholesterol is the cause of heart disease. We've just, you know, disabused many people of that wrongful notion for decades on this show. And, and you know, there, there are very precious few cardiologists that, that look beyond the cholesterol uh, causation, even today as they test for it. And the only thing it, it, to me, when you test for cholesterol, if it's abnormally high or low, the only thing it would indicate to me is there's a problem with your liver and you're minerally deficient more than, oh, my gosh, you're going to have a heart attack. Yeah, it's pretty sad, obviously, the, the state of uh, modern cardiology, uh, you know, that's for sure. And obviously, that's the system I was born into. My father was a cardiologist. I followed in his footsteps, became a cardiologist. And, uh, you know, essentially, you know, it, it's just a brainwashing right from the get-go. It's not that these people aren't super smart. You know, again, it's not that Fauci or anybody else, for example, aren't, aren't very intelligent people. It's just they're brainwashed into one line of thinking. You know, if, uh, you know, if I'm working with Super Don on... 
uh, being the producer of a radio show and, you know, Don would ask me some questions. I wouldn't know what he was talking about. And Don would be like, man, you're an idiot. And I'm like, well, I'm not an idiot. I've just never been trained in how to produce a radio show or a television show or anything. So, and, and, and that's where these people are at. But again, they'll fight tooth and nail uh, to their existence. Again, it is the, the paradigm of which their entire life is built. It's the matrix of what they live in. And they will defend that. And uh, it is a rare few of people like me who can escape the matrix. Thank God for my wife. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and be able to, again, give up all the uh, you know notoriety and the security that goes along with conventional cardiology, the uh, the lucrative uh, um, benefits of, again, those those weekly, monthly, you know, paychecks that come in courtesy of insurance companies, you know, when you buy into the system. So it's hard to get people to opt out of that system. Uh, I did it, and it's the patients who who benefit. I benefit, of course. The patients benefit, and you know, finally, let me wrap it up again. When I met my wife, and my father was dying of a rare neurologic disease called progressive supranuclear palsy, similar to Parkinson's, and we take him over to the Mayo Clinic, age sixty, and they said we have no reason why he's sick, and we've got no treatment for him. He'll be dead in three years, and my father died in three years. Uh, and then I meet this 29-year-old chiropractor, and she tells me all the reasons why my father is sick and dying. Mayo Clinic has none of the reasons. This 29-year-old chiropractor has all the reasons, and um, and I made those changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're a living example as to you know the willingness to stand up, even if it costs uh, you know some of the economic benefits associated with just going along to get along. And you, we were talking before about you know you could go to these major cardiology events and and buy a booth for X number of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars and, and, you know, show your words. And then you, you said it 19 out of 20 uh, cardiologists will spit on you as they walk by and maybe one out of 20 would stop by and go, Oh, well, this is intriguing. So, you know, shows how much still of a minority there are of vote those willing to step outside their programming to see reality in life and health for what it really is not a lack of any, any pharmaceutical drug for cardiovascular disease or otherwise. Yeah, saying one out of twenty, I may be being a little bit optimistic for myself. I, I hope, I, I hope it is that many. You know, but again, listen, if you're if you are a physician who truly went into medicine to mm-hmm. help people, you have to be willing to again, uh, you know, again, listen to the, the, you know, the other side. You have to. It's again, it's this freedom of speech, you know, uh, mm-hmm. argument. Should I be allowed to go to the American College of Cardiology meetings? Say what I'm going to say. Have the freedom to be able, to, you know, to say it, and therefore get my opinion out. That may influence people who would never hear this message otherwise. And that really just again just goes back to that fundamental freedom of speech. Where thank God Jonathan E. Morton and his team, you know, represented me back in 2015 regarding my freedoms of speech as a physician. And right, if, if doctors can't question medical procedures. You know, what, what, what is that? What, what label can we put that, you know, on that form of, you know, uh, uh, you know, authoritarianism? That's people may that's not know they were coming after you and your license for, you know, you, your audacity to speak out on what you knew was incorrect within standard so-called practice or standard of care. Yeah, they were coming at me for my license. Uh, they were also coming after me for my livelihood and actually for my life. Uh, at the time, it was very, very scary uh, situation for me, for my family uh, back in the spring of 2015. But, you know, we're part of God's plan and we will, you know, see the mission uh, to the end. And I think, you know, once again, that right will be will win over wrong. It's taken us a little bit of time. And if we can prevail, mm-hmm. we'll do it. 
Yep, coming up, events uh, in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th now. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but I do have a question of the day coming up, and it's in the wheelhouse for Dr. Jack Wilson as well, even if it wasn't the role All right, this one's coming from Teresa. She says, I'm really considering ordering the Cardio Miracle for my husband. He has chronic uh, kidney disease, stage five patient, along with high blood pressure for blood pressure medicines. We are desperately trying to prevent dialysis or transplant. The kidney doctor made him get off of all vitamin D3 because his level is staying in the 90s. He is on a prescribed vitamin D. With that being said, Cardio Miracle, could it help? Could it hurt? If you can answer that, I completely understand. Well, I'll answer it from my perspective, and Dr. Jack will have perspective on this as well. Um, you know, the, the science even on the cardio formula, the miracle formula, is something that it will activate, help facilitate the activation of stored vitamin D. And I, I, this is, Jack, this is why I've been hesitant to put everybody on high-dose vitamin D because I don't think metabolically everybody is fully utilizing that which they're either exposed to via sun or taking. And, and I recognize those uh, metabolic deficiencies due to other mineral deficiencies. And so this formula facilitated, and I don't think they knew it because uh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Tadeusz Malinsky at Ohio University researched this and was just you know stunned to find out all the things that it was doing, including counteracting the peroxynitrite and enhancing autophagy processes. Uh, but the kidney stuff, and my dad died ultimately of renal disease. He was on dialysis for like seven or eight months before he passed because I think for him, it, it broke his spirit to have to be tied to, you know, a dialysis machine seven, eight, nine hours a day or whatever that was. And it was like he didn't want to live that way. But I didn't, I should have realized how much blood flow to the kidneys or lack thereof and all that it would bring alone could facilitate destruction of kidney renal function. So if we focus on cardiovascular health, we can certainly enhance and restore, I believe, even kidney issues that seem to be very difficult in modern medicine and difficult for a lot of holistic medicine people to help with. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The key really with people with kidney disease certainly is just monitoring their levels. So monitoring their levels of potassium, of magnesium, of sodium. That's really what you're going to be looking for to make sure that any pharmaceutical is safe or any supplement is safe. So I definitely recommend Cardio Miracle as a strategy for this. And then again, if you start the product, monitor for symptoms, of course. I think they're all going to be positive. Monitor for blood abnormalities. I don't think there are likely to be uh, any at all. I think there's mostly going to be po you know, positive things. But again, what you're going to want to look for is what happens. To, we want to be careful that potassium doesn't get elevated too high, that sodium doesn't go too high or too low, that we you know, impact magnesium balance. That's really the issue. And then, of course, this you know, person's on pharmaceuticals, so that plays in. So I think you could definitely do it. You just want to do it under the careful direction of the physician. And I would come to it to the physician and say, listen, I am going to start this product. I'm not asking you if I should start this product. I'm going to start this product. How yeah. would you suggest that we monitor it to make sure that I'm safe? So ultimately, we're probably looking at doing some blood tests uh, seven to 10 days after starting the product, looking at how that looks. And then probably after that, again, you can start, you know, increasing your your uh, you know duration of the testing maybe the next one is three weeks later and then again ultimately if it's proven to be safe but i think you know rsb you know your point is well taken when you give the body the nutrients it needs to get the job done you can inspect expect excuse me improvement mm -hmm. yeah. in renal function not a deterioration improvement yeah and another aspect we didn't talk about saying here and you know this 
heavy metal toxicological burdens. Uh, cadmium in particular, its impact on the kidneys is legendary and that also results in elevated blood pressure, abnormal blood pressure. So uh, I don't mean to think, you know, it's just what we've discussed so far. It can be a complicated issue, especially if you have a heavy metal burden and you didn't know. And that also is largely due to uh, depletion of those minerals that are often your body would give up to bind and try to excrete those things that are very dangerous. And when you diminish the ability to do so, then those organs are very vulnerable, including and especially the kidneys in such situations. Well, the, I mean, other thing, you know, certainly you talk about toxic metals and that's a factor and environmental toxins, whether it's plastics or phthalates or pesticides, mm -hmm. you know, VOCs, you know, on and on and on. You can talk about the electromagnetic field impact on the, on the kidneys. But, you know, what's very clear from the medical literature is mold mycotoxicity and how the mold mycotoxins that are released from the mold that get into the environment. We breathe it in, we eat it in, we consume it in, it even gets in through our skin. And the impact of what that does to the kidneys, there are many, many, many studies that really coming from the animal model on how animals consume mycotoxin contaminated feed and what it does to their liver and to their kidneys. So we know it's definitively a problem and certainly whether it's cardiomerical or uh, any other thing that can help to detox those mold mycotoxins out of the body. Uh, and then of course, mold mycotoxin avoidance would be uh, a primary strategy as well. Yep. I just uh, noticed in our chat room, our good friend, Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center. Jack, have you ever met Michael Bolden? I have not. Dude, he, he's he's one of the rock stars in, in the freedom movement, if there is one. And uh, he says, I ate chicken liver at home every week when I was in high school. Most everything else was processed garbage, but at least we had that. And of course, Bolden's another Wisconsinite. I don't know. What is it with the Wisconsin people? They all ate liver. Yeah, well, me personally, I came from Chicago and we're close to the Wisconsin border uh, and I never ate. Uh, I never ate liver, but. You know, again, the those people who did and they just enjoyed phenomenal health. And, you know, if you look at societies uh, around the world, tribal populations around the world, they all ate organs. They all prized uh, the organs. You know, the Maasai tribe, well documented by the visitors, you know, where, where each person, you know, gets uh, each person in the tribe gets a little piece of that liver. And that's all you really need. But uh, it's the most nutrient dense thing in the entire world. There's nothing, you know, you can't talk about kale or oatmeal or almonds. You can't talk about any of that compared to, to liver. And really, you know, because something we're so passionate about, again, is, is, the, is the health of our children. Uh, my children, your children, everybody's children. Every child should be on uh, organ capsules. Every yeah. child. If they're not eating it, they should be swallowing capsules. Their need for these minerals, and particularly copper, is is compared to their body weight, is much more critical in the growth and development phase from in mommy's uterus all the way out through childhood into adulthood. It's very critical. Let me see here. Uh, Diana says, I recommend Picasso's when in Arizona. Yeah, I've eaten there. They've got a lot of organic options. And I know they're not perfect. They're not paleo there, Dr. Jack. But when I went there, you know, I was like, I want pasta and cheese, right? You got to get that drawn in. But then they have this like uh, Thai or, or kind of an Asian dish with vegetables and different proteins you can put in there. That I ended up gravitating toward that each time I went. And I'm like, well, I'm at an Italian place. So I'm eating something else. But that was what my body was craving. Well, I've had Picasso and they, and they do some things. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not totally down on that. Right? If you're going to do it, you know, do it you know, to the best of your capability. But the mm -hmm. dinner where we're hosting, you know, Jonathan Emord uh, over at Santi up in North mm -hmm. Scottsdale around this area called Kierlin, Scottsdale Quarter. 
The food is perfect. You don't have to ask any questions. You don't have to worry about gluten in your food. You don't have to worry about pesticides in your food. You don't have to worry about soy in your food. It is all biodynamic, all ethically raised animal products. Should you decide to consume an alcoholic beverage, all their alcohols are organic and biodynamic. So Wow. Dude, I didn't realize I was stepping into that event. I thought it was just going to hang out with you and Jonathan and just do great. And we're going to actually eat well. That's fantastic. You know, normally well, I have to bring home food. Well, the last time we were going to get together with you, right? We were going to drive, you know, over an hour to get to Redmond Heritage yeah. uh, to meet up with you. I mean, if you know Heather, I mean, like, you know, again, I'm this shirt I'm wearing, this is organic cotton from wearpacked.com. You know, nice. for those who care out there, you know, I know Super Don is interested. I'm wearing organic cotton underwear. We take this lifestyle very, very, very seriously. See, there are people more hardcore than even me. If you thought I was the extreme case, look at Dr. Jack and Heather and their family. What do you think? Is it gluten-free underwear though? I mean, that's, that's, you know, I mean, you kind of can't just go halfway there. <laughs> I, I, I believe it is. I believe All it right. is. I'll double, I'll double check with, uh, with wear packed, but okay. Uh, All right. Oh yes. my gosh! Yes, yes, yes. We had a uh, uh, we had a, a fantasy football team uh, years ago when I used to waste my time doing fantasy football. And mm-hmm. our our uh, my co partner in that who is not into the lifestyle, he named our team Gluten Free Breast Milk. <laughs> <laughs> that was our team name because we're always my wife's always on the stump, you know, whether it was gluten free or it's breastfeeding and all the things that we're stumping about. We got That's some hilarious. So, yeah. Hey, Super D, can you put up the uh, events at Emord for VA, the ones that are happening in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale? I think we have it linked up. Uh, you can go to upcoming events, I think, or events tab at Jonathan's website running for the United States Senate. Why we're going to get together to support this man, bring him into the U.S. Senate. Again, we're not delusional to think that one man can make all the difference in the world, but a significant difference anywhere you can be, I think is, is beneficial and helpful. So this is the one March the 6th, that's the Monday evening one, 6 to 8 PM. Uh, and it's a medical freedom forum, uh, with Jonathan Emord. And, uh, also it looks like there's some special guests there. Do you know the, some of the other people that are going Jack? Well, you know, I don't, I do not know house representative Alex, uh, Kalad, uh, Kalad, uh uh-huh. I do know Nancy Bardo and Nancy Bardo has been involved heavily in Arizona politics for many, many, many years. She is phenomenal, total freedom fighter. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I know all the co-hosts, uh, you know, are going to be there as well. But, uh, you know, but again, uh, you know, that being said, if somebody's interested, they can come in at a VIP level, which is $500. They could be kind of a super uh, co-host at $2,500. And that would get them into the VIP uh, event at, uh, at 5 p.m. And, you know, listen, we can all get we can all get a little bit down or depressed on it and, and, and just you know be, be defeated and say, hey, listen, politics really don't matter. It's all controlled by people of the deep state. Anyways, if politics and politicians do matter, then yes, it is very important to get someone like Jonathan Emord right next to Rand Paul in the United States Senate to be able to do the things that need to be done. Just mm-hmm. so when I heard about Jonathan running, I immediately contacted him, threw my hat in the ring and said, whatever I can do to support you, my friend, I'm in. And uh, and here we are coming up with this uh, this first event in Scottsdale. And again, back to the point, you know, RSB, I, I knew I, wa- I could have done this at any restaurant. I could have gotten a deal. I, you know, yeah. again, we, we are essentially the $100 ticket 
is covering the cost of the food that you will be getting at the restaurant. I didn't ask the, the restaurant for a deal. The restaurant needs our support because there's no other restaurant like this in Arizona that I know of that does it to this level of extreme and the quality food and, and location. Yeah. So that being said, I was excited to have the event there. And then again, to wrap in, you know, Jonathan with it. So for a lot of my people, it's a matter of, hey, we got an amazing speaker. We got an amazing event. Robert Scott Bell's coming to Arizona. What more do you need than that to attend? But you also get the food that goes along with it. So there's yeah. no reason not to attend on a beautiful Monday night in uh, in Arizona. So please, if, if you can't make it, please share the, the website. Again, there's also, it's emord, emord AZ takes you mm -hmm. also directly to that. But again, RSB, your post and stuff, I've got things that we're emailing yeah. out about that. So Very in the good. next week, please make sure you're aware of the event and please join us. Yeah, and and you know, the, the, the thing is, you, if you know people that really live and have a passion and live that this freedom we talk about, that genuinely respect your freedom, you know, to even disagree. Like I said, we, we don't mind people in disagreeing. We love to engage in debate and discussion, even argument. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we need more of that rather than suppression of speech or suppression of different ways that people want to live. But fundamentally, uh, a guy like Jonathan Emord, who's uh, they haven't released it yet, but I'm kind of sneakily telling you guys. Ron Paul has agreed to endorse Jonathan Emord. And I don't know how many people he's endorsed since he's left Congress. You know, that's a high bar to achieve. Uh, that's, you know, Ron was, was the, the bar, right? As far as in our lifetime, a politician who was not a politician, someone who believed fully in, in freedom and the limitation on government by the Constitution, going back to the Declaration. And so don't pass on this opportunity to support someone who is not compromised, who cannot be bought in, in the way that so many can be. Uh, we could have another theoretical doctor know, although he's not a doctor, he's an attorney, but uh, what he's done is dedicated his life to beat back the bureaucratic oligarchy and and protect people's freedoms like yours, Dr. Jack Wilson, for being a physician and doing the right thing and being attacked for it and said, no, 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 we're going to push back and succeed. He knows how to do that. Even for those people who are for, you know, mandatory vaccination, for example, again, when you when you support those kind of draconian laws, uh, you have to understand, again, once you give the government that authority to be able to do that, well, then what, what comes next is the next thing a ban on animal products because mm -hmm. the powers that be think that uh, animal products are bad for us. So therefore, they'll strip that. You know, what about the powers that be that would therefore say, well, OK, well, uh, statin drugs. We think that statin drugs should be in the drinking water. We think that statin drugs uh, reduce the the. Uh, uh, risk of heart attack, stroke, and dying. We think that statin drugs will reduce the financial burden of illness on society, and therefore we're going to make it mandatory. Like again, where, where will they stop? And there will be something in your life that you are in the majority, you're not in the minority, and when you give the, uh, you're not in the majority, and when you give the government that authority to, uh, uh, you know, to do that, you will, will find something you don't agree with. Freedom is essential. It's God-given. It's in the Constitution, and we need to defend it. And Jonathan Emord is the defender of those freedoms. By the way, uh, Dr. Jack, apparently you're not the only one with organic underwear. DJ Katie says, I have organic clothes as well as down to the underwear. <laughs> so as much as we try to be the, uh, the only one, we're glad when we're not. It's nice to see others that have embraced 
to the level or degree. And again, we, we can all do better. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm good at certain things and there are certain areas of, man, I could do better. Uh, but the idea is to have examples like Dr. Jack Wilson and Heather and family to see what it's like to raise kids organically with no vaccines as I have with my kids and never once have my kids had to resort to an antibiotic. And that's not a bragging statement. It's like a, Hey, if I can do it, you can do it too. Do you want to learn how let's, let's talk, let's learn, let's get together. Right. This is what we do. Yeah. And I think, you know, once again, there's a lot of parents out there and this kind of came to how I got onto CNN in the first place in 2015, when I was calling out these parents saying, Hey, you know, uh, you didn't ask the questions. Uh, and you're guilty about it, but you're not going to admit your guilt. You're going to take it out on others. You know, okay, I may have injured my child. Now you'll injure yours. We're not saying that. We're saying, hey, understand that there are correct way, correct ways to do things and there are incorrect ways. You were incorrect for whatever reason. It's okay. That's in the past. But moving forward, you're going to be correct. And I think RSB, you could take that, you know, total, oh, well, I'm not wearing organic uh, cotton underwear. I think that's a total waste. And actually, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can try and defend your stance or you can open it up and say, okay, I'm not the best at that. And I'd like to get better at that going forward. Or I'm not the best at that. I do these other things as well. And this is what I'm going to do. But again, let's just have a discussion uh, about these things. That's really what we're talking about. Freedom of speech to discuss these things, freedom of our bodies, mm-hmm. autonomous over our bodies. Listen, ultimately, I think that vaccines are child abuse. But I ha- if I'm going to be a freedom guy, then I'm going to have to say, okay, you are free to injure your child, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. where, you know, again, it, it, it's this gray zone. There's because- a lot of things we do uh, as parents that we have no idea because we were programmed by our parents and they didn't know. And so there are blind spots we all have. And Helping each other out without uh, necessarily denigrating, uh, you know, is, is one thing. But again, if you respect freedom, even if you disagree, there can be a, a great camaraderie and friendship that develops over this. And I think I, I see that evolving. And if you tune in next week, you'll find Super Don is wearing uh, apparently dried chicken livers from Leslie as underwear. So uh, there's some improvement happening even at Super Don's house. That's what I hear. Th- did I read that right? Is that what you texted me? Is that your message? What are you smoking right now? <laughs> that's the most yet. random random thing i've ever heard um <laughs> happens sometimes yeah by the way people are talking about chicken livers over in the yeah. uh the the pod in the uh chat room yeah and a big difference between say a chicken liver and like a calf liver or you know that's yeah not this not the same not the same <laughs> so what we what we're advocating that's like little liver hors d'oeuvres right yeah yeah, what we push is we push a bison liver. The bison, uh, the American bison is a majestic animal and it is the best uh, food for our bodies. Free range, grass fed, grass finished, prairie finished, um, a field harvested bison. Yeah, oh, there's hey, no chicken that compares to that. We got to take a break. Uh, Brighton.tv's got to go. We'll be back with the bonus round after Oop, this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You tell me when you're ready, Super D. I'm not ready. And, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see you, Jack, Heather, and everybody out in Arizona. My friends, some of you are in the audience okay, right now. I'm ready. Now. Big hugs to all of y'all because the power to heal is yours. All right. Boy, that show went quickly, or is that just my imagination? It did. No, it did. I don't know why, but they seem to go by really fast. I want to believe that that's because they're super awesome and that's what perfect I like. and great. And that, you know, 
Because yep. usually, I mean, what the the rule of thumb is that if something seems to be dragging on, taking forever to end, yeah, it's because it's boring or there's problems going on or whatever, yeah. right? So, by the way, yeah. we didn't mention what's happening uh, two hours from now. Oh, that's right, huh? Did you forget? For a moment, yeah. <laughs> Those of you who are patrons uh-huh. supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh-huh. yeah. Our monthly from AMA from live from Mickey's house, live from Grandma Mickey's house. Uh, and so uh, I know, I know we got a little bit of a break, so we won't do a super long bonus round, but I'm hoping that y'all will be ready to join us. And and Super D, if there are any emails I didn't get, like some of those people that donate to us that I, I always like to invite, even because you know, some people are not everybody wants to do Patreon, but if you mm-hmm. donate to us, I'd like to invite you to the AMAs anyway, because, you, you know, you're you're ponying mm-hmm. up in a way that it's going above and beyond. So I'd love for you guys to be part of it. That's seven o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific today, the 27th of February, Correct. 2023. Yeah. Yep. Lori Harvey joined us again on Patreon. So we'll see Lori today and I want to welcome uh, Lori C. Mm-hmm. Lori be C. Part of it. Lori C. Yes. Welcome. Lori C. Uh, joined us on the 20th. Yeah. Uh, Linda Heap uh, joined us yesterday. Yay, Linda. And took advantage of the annual membership, which, you know, that's something that, that they added a short while ago. Well, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I guess it's been about a year or so now. Yeah. Um, time flies. But it, what, what you can do is that if you want to join Patreon, because some people, they, they're just not into having a charge coming out of their, yeah. their bank well, account every month. Yeah. So what Patreon did was they they created an annual membership, and when you join the annual membership, you get a discount. It's like ten percent or fifteen yeah. percent off Access everything yes. when you pay annually. So Linda Heap took advantage of that. So hopefully we'll see Linda and the Lorries mm-hmm. um, on the the AMA so today. Where for how are we doing giveaways? You're on the road. Well, I, I know what I have back home. I always you know like to give away some silver. Uh, okay. Silver gel and silver sprays like the nasal spray now because everybody can use it anytime. Uh, so at least I know that there is um, a T-shirt that I got from um, uh, who was it? Uh, the the movie Maternal Intuition. Maternal Instinct or or no, it wasn't Intuition. I think you're right. Yeah. And yeah. I have a T-shirt. It's a large T-shirt, but it's a beautiful shirt, printed shirt with the image from the it's kind of a cartoony image from the movie. Yeah. And I wanted to give that away. I guess we can play for it. People won't see it because I don't have it here. It's back home. But I said I would put that as a giveaway as well as okay. the silver. And if anybody, sometimes this is amazing, but y'all, you know who you are. Some of you that are part of our Patreon supporters also like to donate things just to give away, just for fun. And 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 so. That's happened a lot lately, hasn't it? Lori Harvey has given away t-shirts. Yeah. Um, we've had other people give away books. Uh, and, and so we get to just, it's like a wonderful community and it, and it started out with ask me anything or ask, you know, AMA, like ask RSB or super D. And then it's become a, a community where we, we can ask any of us these questions and share, uh, our experiences, help one another. It's, it's just an incredible community. So thank you for those that can, and you have time. We've got a couple hours before we're going to be tuning back in, uh, from mom's house here. Uh, for the AMA this evening, and we cover whatever you guys want to cover. So that's coming up. Also, uh, I just went noticed here on back at the beginning of February, Shane in Canada joined us as well as on Patreon. So Shane's back on. Yes. Yes. Yes, well, sir. Welcome so back, Shane. Looking Thank forward for that. to that. Mm-hmm. And this Friday, we should have Michael Bolden back on. I think that's we scheduled that. 
This coming yeah, Friday, we'll see if he yeah. can make it. Yep. Yeah. Leslie says it was a great show. Hooray. Organic underwear for the whole family. Leslie, that'd be expensive. You got six girls on top of your husband and you. Uh, yeah, it can be pricey to do that. And you've got to uh, figure out what's most critically important. Uh, but I, I really appreciated Dr. Jack and what he says. He went to this restaurant. It's definitely not the cheapest restaurant around, all organic and, and biodynamic and highest end, and said, you know what? We're not going to negotiate a discount. We want to support you. And it's important to support that which you believe is right and true and, act, and all of that. And so support those businesses and do join us at the event for Jonathan E. Mort. I believe there's going to be one on Tuesday the 7th, but I don't know if it's up on the – I didn't check the E. Mort for VA site if it's actually listed yet. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't either. Or, or, let me see, see here. Events. So I'm just going to pull that up too. Looks like there's some new stuff there. So March 6th, March 7th. Yes, there it, it is. is there. Medical Freedom Forum Scottsdale Lunch. Uh, so that's a new one. That and that's here. happening on March 7th at 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Uh, at the Cohen household. So I'm scheduled to be there for that. And I guess it would be interesting because I might have to broadcast live from that event. I'm going to have to coordinate that because that Tuesday – Aren't we on, um, let's see, it's mountain time, so it'll be one to three. So I'm going to have to talk with Jonathan about broadcasting live from that event. Okay. And if we can stick around that long. So what do we got here? You can show the T-shirt later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I just didn't think about that, but Nancy can grab the T-shirt, my wife, and, and show that tonight. So those who want to play for it, you know, it's just like answering silly trivia that Super Don comes up with, which is awesome. So, already. So what else? What else? What else? Let me see. I think I got. All right. So, also there is a uh, an event. I got an email. I'm trying to remember who it was from now. I can't remember. But there's a. Uh, are you aware of this? There's a event that is coming up from doctors Terry and Stu Warner. Mm-hmm. On March the 8th. Oh, okay. Where and this is it? called Raising Healthy Kids in a Sick World. Oh, at the Sentner Academy. Yeah, at the Sentner Academy. I Correct. still am waiting, even though I've been invited to do it, it's never happened yet. But yeah. Layla Sentner said I could speak down at her, you know, Sentner Academy one day. Right. And I look forward to visiting and being there for that. I wish I could be there for that one. So Wednesday, March 8th is another event in Miami. Uh, and we're, we're waiting for the event that's the end of April in Nashville next a big event where i'll be speaking and and uh um emceeing that event as well so that's coming up all right what else we got all right getting things set up there so let's see what else we've got going on here let me get over to the other chat room I haven't been in there as much today. Bolden uh, gives a thumbs up on Friday, so we'll have him and his his clicking uh, interview. Yay! <laughs> what do you mean, yay? Do you even hear what I said? Yeah, well, you said his clicking. We look forward to his clicking. So. Yes, his clicking. Yeah, we'll see which browser he he gets to use on uh, on Friday. Uh. Okay. Boy, people talking about kidneys and livers and stuff today. It's been awesome. <laughs> How 
cool is that? And yeah, you just totally. like no, not happening. But totally it reminds cool. me. I think I, I just ran out of the the liver supplement back home. So I'm gonna. Have yeah. To see now that I wouldn't. I mean, because you, you, you're taking the like the desiccated liver. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Capsules or, or uh, yeah, capsules. yeah. Yeah. I used. To, I remember the desiccated liver was one of the things that uh, was recommended for like bodybuilding and training and stuff. That was one of the things that uh, people used. Yeah, that's an easy thing to add into the mix. Dawn, I've never vaccinated my dog. He's 13. The shelter we got him from vaccinated him as a puppy. He's never been to the vet for any problems. Organic dog food and lots of organic fruits and vegetables in his diet. There you go, Dawn. There's proof in the in the elderly dog doing well. So I, so, I got. I got word from uh, Rachel, you know, the, the gym owner, nine round owner where I go. Yeah. And she said, uh, if I do another workout at nine round out here in Georgia and Decatur tomorrow, that will be four ninety nine. So my 500th workout will be since I started at that gym will be mm-hmm. Wednesday. Then if I get up early enough in the morning, I'm getting in late, but if I can do that, um, 500, wow, dude, where'd that come from? That's pretty wild. That's yeah. That's that's a few workouts. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Tuesday. I'm looking at Tuesday. We just have a normal broadcast day, the seventh. I was just looking at that because I've got to coordinate how to broadcast that day because the Emort event is happening at the same time. That luncheon, I didn't realize. And let's see. Where are we today? Tuesday. Tomorrow uh, is an encore because we tomorrow's got a travel day for you. So yeah. we'll, we'll do an encore tomorrow. You'll be back on Wednesday. I'm, re- I'm recording with Scott Shera in the morning, though, before I head out. Tomorrow morning, yeah. For his podcast, right? Yep. Okay. And Yes, sir. And then looks like um, Wednesday, March the 1st, we've got Landon Starbucks scheduled, it looks like, the opening of the show. It's kind of a cool name. Landon yeah. Starbuck. And it looks like Thursday, I'm on the Inspired Hour, another show. The morning early, and then we have now Landon Starbuck. I'm mm-hmm. going to say I'm just taking a look at the website that was associated with his his email mm-hmm. address. Let me see here. Yep, mm-hmm. Landon Starbuck. She Landon Starbuck mm-hmm. uh, has a website called Freedom Forever. Freedom mm-hmm. Forever is an American nonprofit organization dedicated to protecting children from abuse, trafficking, and exploitation. Nice. That's going to be a uh, yeah. It's going to be an intense uh, topic there. Sure. Um, on wednesday it's something we don't talk about a lot but it Mm -hmm. is uh, a big problem yep and 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 the reason why it's a big problem is because people don't talk about it a lot right right yeah it looks like we may or may not have ty bollinger i don't know i'll have to check yeah thursday chelsea hope it looks like right after the show on thursday i've got mike adams scheduled for a pre-record segment i don't know how that happened Uh, I talked with him a couple of weeks ago. He's waiting for his studio to be done. It's done now. So he said he wanted to do a pre-record for our show. All right, cool. It's been a while. Yeah. And then Friday, uh, Dr. Stephen Soloway and Russell Newman. So where's uh, Mike, where does Michael Bolden fit in? Does somebody double book? Because we're not, we're not booting Bolden. We're not booting Bolden? Hey, that's that is it. That's the name of the show. <laughs> I like it. See what's on the third, right? All there? right, yeah. Let me see what's going on there. Yeah, that didn't make it on the calendar for that Fix Friday. It. Fix it, Budro. Booty. Well, what I can do, Golden Booty. Golden. <laughs> All right, I'll yeah, I'll have to coordinate with Kevin on that. Shout out to my nephew Benjamin. 
he's just a few months younger than my son. He came over to grandma's house last night and we uh, replaced uh, the, the, her bathroom sink, you know, had an ancient faucet kind of thing that needed to be replaced. And uh, because we're neither of us are plumbers, but we're both capable of doing it. It took us probably triple the time it would have taken a plumber, but a fraction of the cost. So we did it. Nobody, uh, no, nothing exploded. And mom's got brand new uh, faucet up in her bathroom. So that was good. Thank you to Benjamin. <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if we can maybe on that second hour of Friday, because we've got uh, a guest in that hour, we'll do like we did last time. Where we'll split the hour. Mm-hmm. We'll bring Michael in at the bottom of the hour and hold him over into a uh, bonus if he can do All it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Sounds good. Somebody's already joined our meeting. Mark has already joined our meeting, our Zoom meeting later. No. I guess it's open to join. Well, we it's kind of like, you know, when, when, the, when, the, when the big, uh, uh, you know, concert is going to happen, uh, uh-huh. that people will people camp out, early. you know, like a week ahead of time in a tent out on the sidewalk. Oh, very cool. That's um, that's what Michael's doing. Big Booty Bolden is scheduled for Friday. There you go. You just sent me an invitation. You call him Big Booty Bolden, he won't show up. I Actually, like the alliteration. I'm going to have to talk to Sarah Beth. Does he really have a big booty or does, does he hide it well? Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and, you know, we, we've talked in the past about uh, our, our loyal listeners been with us for a really long time, Pat who mm-hmm. has her own cooking show. Yes. Um, we're going to see if we can get her on. We've talked about it for a while. And uh, it's something that I, I thought might be kind of fun to mm-hmm. talk about food and, and recipes and cooking and stuff. And uh, Pat wants to get on before before Easter uh, to talk about some healthy springy-type recipes, including uh, they do a low-carb lifestyle because of uh, Doug's diabetes. You know, we've, we've talked about and had yeah. questions come in about Doug's situation there. Right, right. So we'll we'll try and work her into the schedule as well. Very good. Yeah. Very good. All right. So if you don't mind, we'll, we'll take a leave uh, for uh, an hour and 49 minutes uh, because we've got our AMA coming up. And I hope you all will join us. You have time to sign up, become a patron supporter, as little as five bucks a month. And uh, again, a little bit goes a long way to support what we're doing. And updates, I know Super Don's hanging by a thread on one of his computers. We want to make sure... It's still time. running, you know. I, I it, you know what? Actually, I had to shut it down the other day. Yeah, I. It was one of those things where it like it it stopped communicating with the uh, with the browser. Mm-hmm. I mean, or not with the browser, with the monitor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do I wow. do? I can't yeah. see. I can't know whatever like that. So I had to shut it down. Well, I shut it down, down, and by some stroke of luck, yeah. it came back on. You never. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Next yeah. next month I'll be getting that worked on. So okay, sweet, yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, for those of you that are Patreon members, we'll be seeing you here in about an hour and forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you would like to be a part of that, all you got to do is go over to our website, and on the right hand side, you'll see a banner that says Patreon. Yeah, you can sign up for that. Uh, be a part of the Patreon family. Mm-hmm. Win some cool stuff potentially. Yeah. which we always do on these and help support the show at the same time. So we've got an hour and 45 minutes if you want to jump in yep. and take advantage of that. Otherwise, uh, Encore tomorrow mm-hmm. and back live on Wednesday. Sherry Neal. Hey, Sherry, we're going to see you tonight on the uh, AMA. We hope so. That'll be fun. Catch up, Sherry. She's awesome. 
so many good people. Met so many awesome people at the Next Steps Conference as well with the nurses. There's a crazy bunch of nurses. This is what I will leave you with. If you ever get a chance to hang out with nurses that have been drinking in the evening, you will hear stories. You will either laugh yourself silly or you'll be grossed out totally, or maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> Stuff that they talk about. Like Sounds nothing. like a good time to me. Dude, it was crazy. I'm like, I can't believe it. Oh, that. to be a fly on the wall. On huh? that wall, right? And they just love it. They just, they just love grossing people out, too, with what they see and do. Nice. Anyway, just that's another aside. I learned that this weekend or this past right. week. Uh, right. We got some cool folks that are fans and friends now of the Robert Scott Bell Show, and I appreciate y'all being here. Thank you as well to Jack Wolfson. Thank you to Uva all the way from Germany. Great discussion with him. Honestly, the philosophy, the history, all of that, that's the, that's the kind of stuff I wish was happening all the time. So we'll carry on. All right. We'll see you yeah. guys later. Soon. 